Thanks for joining us. Welcome, everyone. Another episode of FT After Hours here down in the Million Dollar uh, Flight Test Studios. And we got a full house. I'm really excited today. So in the studio, we got Mike, Hello. Uh, Scott, and Pat joining us today. A couple guys we always like to hang out and fly with. Up in the Great White North, we have Andre Russo. Good morning. And special guest all the way on the other side of the spectrum or the world is Stuart Warren from Hobby King. What's up, Stuart? Hey, good morning, everybody. So, every good evening, if you're evening, evening for you, part. 10 o'clock <laughs> there, 8 o'clock here, and you, yeah. everybody's probably wondering, yeah. why, why do we have Stuart on? Well, Andre, tell them why we have Stuart on today. <laughs> oh, it has to do with something called an Excalibur. Woohoo! Yeah, that is a... Uh, that is a phenomenal piece of kit that I've gotten the uh, the grand pleasure of getting my hands on and, and enjoying thoroughly. Right. So now I I have to admit I'm going to say right off the bat I have I have <laughs> you know where I'm going with this don't you I have a dynamic S Stuart and I've had it since okay. uh, flight test first got theirs and we tested it and I flew it and I loved it Wayne ended ended up getting one of theirs I bought one because I just had to have one. Flew it for a little bit. Ended up actually upgrading the motor and the prop and the ESC to make it a little mm-hmm. faster and flew the daylights mm-hmm. out of it. I, I still have it to this okay. day. So when I heard the initial uh, rumblings of this Excalibur and finally when you guys showed it, I was just like, oh, man. Oh, man. This is just like an updated uh, Dynamic S. I was excited. Matter of fact, I think I even might have sent you an email. I'm like, oh, man, I'm all in on this one. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, I think I And I, I don't think it was two days later, Andre posts on, on everything social media, this green box that said Excalibur on. I was like, darn him, darn him. I was just a little bit jealous about that, <laughs> You were that, a lot man. jealous because you were telling me about it. Yeah. Like, oh, man, he's killing me. Andre's so tell us about it, Andre. I mean, what did you think of it? You know what's really neat is, uh, I think a couple of months ago, Stuart kind of, he sent me a photo, and um, I'm like, that's cool, you know, the V-tail, and then, you know, we started, you started hinting at it and everything. What I didn't mm-hmm. get was the scale of this aircraft mm-hmm. when it came together, and uh, this is, uh, I've, I've flown one other uh, V-tail before, so this was really my first introduction to it, and I tell you, this thing, this thing goes it's just it's sleek it's fast but it doesn't have to do all of that in one shot so it's um boy if i had to describe this out of the box i mean it's a rocket (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah for sure now Stuart, like what was your obviously you guys had the dynamic s now was it something after maybe you've flown it for a little bit you're like hey it's good but i think we can do it better was it something you know along the lines where i I really want to do something and make it you know better, faster, you know, how did um, it come about? 
Well, traditionally, with a lot of the models that that have come thus far, that would have been the case. But is a maybe it's a revelation for people out there. But I've I'd never actually flown uh, a Dy- Dynamic S. Wow, um, that was before before my time okay. at Eurofly, and it, I think it came out about a year before, maybe six months before I even joined Hobby King, mm-hmm. or around about the time that I joined. But either way, I wasn't involved with Eurofly then. Um, and I, I saw one flew. Uh, I even, we had one in the office, but I never flew it myself. Wow. So <laughs> that's hard to believe. I, yeah. I only, uh, I only knew what I wanted uh, to do. And then speaking with my colleagues in at work, we, we had an idea of what we wanted to produce. And we looked what was already out there, the Di- uh, Dynamic S included. Obviously, the, the, the Zephyr V70, that was a VTAIL glider. Okay, mm-hmm. It was an EDF, but it was still. Uh, what we called a performance glider. Um, so we, we we knew where we wanted to go, but for me, myself, I'd never been there before. So it was a real learning curve. And uh, Andre, I was discussing with you my development development time on this. And yes. the, the, um, the Excalibur was actually two years in from concept to, you know, being released, which is one of the longer ones. Usually, I can get it down to maybe ten or eleven months, but two years is a long time. So wow. I was learning a lot, and we were all learning a lot as, as we were going. Um, and I hadn't worked on the Dynamic S project before, so I was kind of not winging it, but yeah. starting yeah. on scratch <laughs> from scratch. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, very pleased with the performance, and um, I was pleased with how well, how far we could push foam i mean it's yes. it's not it's not going to compare to composites for sure but for sure. foam yeah it's it's pretty good i think and really we're really quite pleased with it right and you know and I, i'm curious to know like how how much testing did you guys really have to do with that thing to, to you know here, here's what i'm getting at everybody out there probably knows if you're kind of into the warm liners or whatever i had a big passion for the multiplex blizzard but mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. knows when you really push that plane that it f- the wings fluttered horrible, and they even had a, yeah, a, a like yeah. an amendum thing that where you had to take uh, you know tape and do it this way and wrap it around just to fly it fat, yep. you know. But a yep. beautiful yep. foam, you know, I guess warm liner. So uh, that was w- one thing that completely turned me off of you know with that that plane. I'm like, I just don't want to buy it. I don't you know deal with that and then mm-hmm. when the dynamic mm-hmm. s come out i'm like finally but i still wanted something with a little bit performance that's why i kind of upgraded the motor and the esc and everything now i haven't yeah. had any problems with that so looking into the excalibur how tough was it really to you know get something or, or get it to where you knew everybody's going to push the limits on it no matter what even yeah. if, if yeah. even the stock yeah. excalibur somebody's going to put a giant motor and esc in it and try to rip the wings <laughs> off of it <laughs> That's pretty much the first thing people have been doing right. since, uh, since it's released. And it's for that very very reason that we put a few kit versions out there. Right. Because it's the type of model that lends itself to tinkering. People it, want to. Exactly. So how, and that's fine. That's so great. How, that's right. what it's all about. So how tough was that to really come up with a good design that you knew that, you know, it, it, the wings weren't going to fold up on it, you know, after the third day? Yeah, it, it was. It was tough. As I said, I'd never flown a Dynamic S. I mean, uh, I'd like to ask you guys. How does it compare to the dyma- dynamic? Is we never flew them back to back together, mm-hmm. but um, yes, it was it was a, a, a challenge. Uh, the, even if the first thing we looked at the swept forward wing, 
Um, I wanted to do that for no other reason than it looked cool, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and it does. And it does look cool, but I didn't know how that would handle. So we made two CNC wings. We made a, a normal um, straight uh, uh, wing, if you like, and then the forward swept one, and we flew them back to back. And I couldn't see any discernible differences in the two, which hmm. was fortunate. Um, I'm a vi- I'm I'm not a, a massively mathematical or, or a technical guy. I'm very much a hands-on right. kind of guy. And when I'm building these things with our engineers uh, at our factories, uh, and it did take a lot of visits to our factories in China to get this one right, um, it's it was very much a hands-on approach. It was how it felt and how how it looked and how it handled. Um, so there is, it, it really was crafted and it, and it was difficult. And the, you mentioned on the blizzard, the extra yeah. uh, longitudinal spars and bracing and working right. and everything else that added to it. Uh, again, I, I'm not, I had no experience in, in warm miners before in, in, on a personal level. So I took to the forums. I did lots of research um, based on that. And I knew that we were, we were getting wing flutter. And I knew straight away. Well, I thought I knew straight away what that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put we put the um, the additional um, spars, uh, like the glass fiber strips, in the wing, and it solved the problem. Ah. We had a similar problem on the EFX when we first started oh, pushing really? that hard. Yeah, we 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 added some additional, um, like a diagonal uh, bracing, if you like, in the wing, uh-huh. uh, diagonal or longitudinal spars, um, and with one or two others, and it and it really does did help mm-hmm. so uh a little bit of guesswork and a little bit of previous experience on previous models that went fast and then with actually one of the key moments came was working in the uk office there was uh, there's two guys there who work in our team there a guy called pete and a guy called gary and i had a problem with the wing stalling quite nastily or quite uh, badly hmm. so they suggested a new aerofoil and again i'm not you know, I'm not a, 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 an aerodynamicist. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just a, a builder and a flyer. Right. Uh, and they suggested this new aerofoil, and we got CNC wings of that new aerofoil, and lo and behold, it worked to treat, and oh. it turned it into the to the beautiful machine it is now at lower speeds. It flies great at speeds, but now it'll slow and down. I think Andre, you've probably found this when you slow it down. Yes. but maintain just enough momentum, just enough air over the surfaces. You can actually get it to fly really slow and low. Um, so anyway, the, the, the short answer to the to the question, um, yes, a lot um, was unknown, but a lot was learned on the way, and it was difficult, but I think it was worth it, and I'm, I'm hoping you guys out there are seeing that now as well. You know, that's, that's one reason why I like to get you know the developers on or talk to you Stuart there isn't a whole lot of people actually willing to come on and talk about the process but I think when when someone like you and you come on and and tell us like you've dedicated two years to this thing you know to get it to fly Mm -hmm. good and and you know get rid of the the nasty stall characteristics and make sure that the wings don't flutter I honestly think now do you guys agree I think you get way more better appreciation for what people and companies put in you know to the r&d and the time oh, uh, absolutely you know what i mean oh yeah for sure all right and it's um it's quite a i think unfortunately now what we're seeing is less and less effort being made just generally speaking as, as business models change and, mm-hmm. and whatnot um and i think i can actually count on my hand 
the amount of people in the world that actually have the job that I do. So we're a very yes. fortunate bunch of guys, right. but we're, um, we're a dwindling bunch of guys right. as things move on. Right. But um, it's really nice to tell the story as well. Uh, I, I, I don't mind talking about it at all. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always said that I'm a modeler like everybody else, and what do modelers like to do? They like to talk shop. Right. Now, my question is when you were going through the process, you know, of, uh, whether yeah. it was the flutter or the stall, what was the biggest hiccup, though? What was the major problem to where, like, man, I don't know if this is, we're going to get over this hump or, you know, if we're going to sort out this problem? Was it the flutter or the stalling, or was it something else? No. It's it's something that seems to be there on every project at some point. It was the heat. We was having uh, heat issues with the motor. Oh, um, it was yeah, it was heating up quite badly. But um, we have a few uh, usual tricks up our sleeves, mm-hmm. um, and uh, with increasing the amount of airflow going in mm-hmm. uh, and several other bits and pieces like that, we were actually able to. Uh, to get it to a very manageable level. And Andre, you, you haven't seen any heat issues now, have you, with yours? No. Um, I, you know what? And I, I've I've never actually, yeah, I put my hand and I've never really gone, oh, wow. Um, so, no, I, I haven't. And it's, it's, I think I'm running the clock. When I was doing, and I'm, uh, all my videos were done with the Pro Prop, the uh, 13 by 8 and I think I was getting on average about five minutes of uh, five minutes of thrust, you know. And mm-hmm. I actually, I was yesterday. I meant to go out. Unfortunately, the fields were being occupied by some soccer tournaments, so I never got to fly because I was really looking forward to slowing it down. Because all the videos I've done so far have been about you know the high speed stuff, yeah. just the yeah. you know the glitzy end of it, you know. Um, so I was really looking forward to just going out and just you know running those packs through and. Uh, I mean, the video I did for the Friday was, you know, it was twilight. It was I beautiful saw, light. I saw. And, it was very nice. Very, and I was burning nice. through. But the funniest thing I got from someone was, there's no narration, Andre. And I went, it was, the light was going away so quickly. And I was working so hard to concentrate and watching the aircraft, right? Because it's, just, yeah. you know, so I'm really looking for that opportunity. But no, so far, no heat. And uh, it's... It's got a really good balance, which really surprised me because I put a camera on this thing like right away, and I had no CG issues at all. And I also saw in your video, actually, I, I don't know how far you went with balancing the prop, but it was really smooth. I didn't see jello. I was expecting uh, that, to see a lot of... That um, was out of the stock, jello out stuff. of the bag yeah. prop, so no balance or nothing. And yeah, no, that's, uh, that combination is really good, which was, but it was, it surprised me because it was like, okay, what am I going to have to do to shift the battery around? Because I know on something like the Radiant, if I put a camera yeah. on there, yeah. I have to yeah. do some serious balancing with it. But yeah. in this case, it was, it was quite mm. nice. Now you have to, rem- guys, and- you have Sorry, to remember, ahead. Stuart, he lives in Canada too, so I don't know how much heat he's really getting up there. <laughs> <you know? laughs> That is true. Well, that's true. That is true. <laughs> well, we, we, we test ours in the south of China, um, yeah. uh, near Shenzhen, where the, where all of the factories are, and it gets hot there in the summer. Um, so uh, you got to take that into consideration as well. If you're testing in a more extreme environment, if it's coming down hot but not massively hot, then the chances are you can hedge your bets uh, and you know average it out that for most people it won't ever get too hot. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, as we're talking here, we have the video up. We're watching you slope soar this thing, and uh, I'm blown away right now watching you slope soar. That you're inverted, you're 
I mean, there's no motor, no nothing. You got the, the nose cone on there, and this thing is just rocking like I can't believe. That is unbelievable. It's, um, that is cool. It's slope soaring is something I'd never done before uh, in the UK because where we live was completely flat. Right. And then I went to Hong Kong, and lo and behold, there was mountains. Uh, I think we spoke about this before, but uh, just the Excalibur initially was never intended to be a slope model either. It was just meant to be like a hot slash warm liner whatever you want wherever you want to pigeonhole it but um it was flying so well when we you know, put the brake on and saw that it was gliding we thought well it seems logical that it would slope well and in a in a reasonably strong wind uh, and above it, it does i haven't tried it in light wind mm-hmm. or light uh, slope conditions but in medium to strong it right. really rips i was really <laughs> pleased really really pleased that's crazy Wow. Okay. Go ahead, Stuart. Anything else you want to add? No, no. Just going to say on that slope thing, there's there's no change. You literally just pull the spinner and propeller off. Yeah. The battery stays in where it would do normally, and there you go. Yeah. That's it. And then it's it's all balanced out and ready. Yeah. That was crazy. Okay. Now, was the sorry the dynamic S that was on three S, wasn't it? Yes, and that was I guess. You know, maybe, and even after I upgraded it with the bigger motor and ESC, I still am flying it on 3S, and and it was quite a bit better. But you know, mm-hmm. looking at watching the videos and stuff now with the the four cell, there's no comparison whatsoever. Okay, well that's good. As long as we're always going forward and like progressing, then that's that's good. Yes. Okay, now Andre, I want you to walk us through the uh, the build process here a little bit because we're gonna nit- I want to nitpick this thing a little bit because I know that please do please uh, do you know there's got to be some little issues or something that uh, that caught your eye or something that you didn't like there, Andre. <laughs> don't, don't hold back, Andre. Stuart, Stuart knows my one gripe when building this thing because uh, we were talking one night when I was trying to put it. Uh, the only thing I really disliked about it was I kept snapping um, the um, the little keepers. Um, yeah, so that, that, that was yeah. when I when I wrote my article. I just basically said, take your time with them. You know, put use your don't use a tool on them because if you try and use a clamp or anything like that, that's when the plastic lets go. Um, other than that, I think it took me forty minutes to do my build. And uh, that's just a couple of screws. And I took my time because because I centered all the servos and everything with my with my tester. And I think it, the longest process, the whole thing, Chris, you're gonna laugh, is getting the receiver inside the aircraft <laughs> and, and all the antennas push past so they're not all like you know coiled up because they're just running a diversity receiver. Um, it goes together really well. What I like. Um, did you guys do many modifications to the 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 wing servo setup? Like, cause I I remember on the Tundra, I really had a lot of. I haven't taken the wings off that one because I had one that just would stick um, ever so lightly. But these seems like you could just pop the wings on and off at will and just and just uh, you know have that option to be able to you know break the plane down it, to a slightly smaller size. Well, the difference between the two of them um, is the, the what makes them align uh, consistently better on the Excalibur's. It's a much denser foam, and uh, there's more plastic that the actual PCB or servo connector is mounted into. So on the Tundra, there's actually a little bit of uh, movement because it's mounted on the foam, and the foam is mm. is less dense, so it's lighter and it's a bit more squidgy. Yep. Um, but sense. on the Excalibur, it's so uh, dense and compact that there's there's no real give for the connector. So nine times out of ten, or ten times out of ten on the Excalibur, 
compared to the Tundra, which does have some a little needs a little bit of pushing around to align in in some cases. Right. Um, so that's that's the difference there, really, just in purely in material. Ah. Yeah. Like, and you know, when you got still, a sixty-inch wing, not a lot of people can carry that with the wing on in in their vehicle. So it's pretty important, you know, to have a quick a breakdown. yeah breakdown of that. And I think mm, you yes. guys hit that yeah. pretty good. And you could even you could even strip the tail down pretty quick as well, Chris, if you wanted to. If, mm-hmm. uh, if, and so this is potentially one of those airplanes that I'm actually keep the box for because then I know I can transport it back and forth if I'm going on a trip. Uh, yeah, right. Really yeah. nicely. Otherwise, it does fit in the car, uh, and I can even get it into the back seat, and then I can put a larger plane in the trunk. Um, so it's uh, no like uh, honestly the the build was was very easy to the point um and really you're just spending your time lining your your control surfaces i know after my last flight i came back with my note because i had to uh, i had to dial down what was it i had to dial in some down elevator because the thing was just a, a, I, I was trying to do my low passes and it would just climb so i'm like mm-hmm. okay i gotta reset that but every time it's just a little 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 nuances here and there but it goes together and it's such a simple uh, you know, it's a, your your basic four channels, so you can get away with a really small receiver. Now I know I'm watching the RC groups, and a lot of guys are like, "Oh, I already want to do my my uh, my flapperons or ailerons, mm-hmm. yeah. Mixing, so they, yeah, they can get some." I haven't had any issues landing it uh, as far as coming in, and, and just you know, it's just a, one of those things where you slow it down, or right. you, you know, you think, "Okay, I'm going to land, so I got to do about a couple laps to bleed off some yeah. speed." Because uh, it glides, it yeah. really it glides. glides. You, know, you know what I like the most, and I was so happy to see my uh, my EFX. I'm like every six toss, I'll do something wrong, and, and it, it you know bounces off the turf. This thing just takes off so cleanly and so beautifully. It just it's straight off. There's no torque, torque steer roll, or yeah. nothing. Right. Yeah. No torque roll. Sorry, torque steer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's there's no torque roll, and it it just goes and. Um, uh, the biggest, the biggest thing I had on my first flight was I just had to keep my eye on it because it is, you know, it is a thin profile aircraft, so you got to watch yeah, it yeah, flying it. It, but it disappears, especially yes. when it's like yes. certain angles when it comes towards you. That's well, that's tricky. Is, I must admit. We, we were doing the speed test, and I had my buddy Joel standing beside <laughs> me, and he's got the radar gun. He goes. Where'd it go? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's coming right at your head, Joe. You <laughs> <laughs> have to do a speed knife edge pass. So, yeah. the yeah. so it was, uh, you know, it was. It's, it's been kind of fun to um, to uh, to play with it one. So, and I, I've run through. I'm running two different sets of batteries there. The the, the 1800 graphene 4s and then the 22. Uh, I can feel the difference in the graphenes, but the 22s mm. obviously give us that little extra bit of room. So, yeah. Well, I was surprised. I mean, I was at an event in Holland, and my favorite way of flying the Excalibur is to launch, go up, and then till you yep. know, can't uh, see it. Probably, probably to a height that I shouldn't yep. be at, and yep. then cut the power, bring it down, and just do like power off passes, and then go back round again. Kind yes. of like one of those rides you get at a fairground where it's the boat and it goes up and yeah. down up and down and that's exactly what you just, were doing with the dynamic yeah that's exactly what you those love, things yeah, are designed yeah, to yeah, do you, and you then you going. yeah see how much you can carry the speed and how long you can go with it exactly yeah. can you get too. two rolls out of the, yeah. out of the dive with no power <laughs> right and like right and, but, and i would get 15 minutes on like an 1800 wow uh, just doing that awesome. that is really wow. good and then obviously though the the best thing about it is the sound when that motor's off and those things come screaming oh, yeah. by and they're whistling yes. it yeah. grabs your heart it yeah 
that's awesome. what I love about that EFX racer. Yeah, the the noise. I mean, oh, that's man. that's it right there. Now, Andre brought up a good point, Stuart. Um, he mm. was talking about the some guys are already setting them flaperons and everything. Did you guys try any of that during testing? Because I know you know some airplanes, depending on the airflow and everything, when you put in some flaperons, some planes do not like that. Um, I just did a basic uh, flapper on mix and, and I saw that it worked and that was that was that box ticked I was like okay great that works it's not it's not made it a, a, a lesser machine so mm-hmm. on with the next next part of testing I, okay. I, I, I assumed and we knew that customers would be experimenting with spoiler on and flapper ons anyway um, and as in my mind as long as it didn't have a negative impact on it in testing which it didn't then uh, i was happy just to move on uh, at that point but yes we did we did do some basic testing for, for that effect okay cool uh do you guys have any questions for Stuart? anything at all on it no yes maybe nothing i can't think of anything I want one now. <laughs> I know. Watching watch, this video. Watching right? the video. Oh, man. And, I didn't realize I could do all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And the, the nice thing about like a warm liner or something like that is um, when the weather's kind of crappy, you know, and you really can't fly anything else, you know, if it's 10 miles, 15 miles an hour, whatever, you can pull these planes out or the Excalibur out and go out and really have a good time with them because they penetrate so well, they get, they cut through the, the wind and everything and have a, a fun time with it. So it's just one of those planes you can fly all the time, especially when the weather kind of gets, uh, you know, a little bit rougher where you and can't it, fly the rest of your stuff. And if you've got a slope and when it's, when it's too windy to fly power, mm-hmm. go to a slope mm-hmm. and fly in like 30 knot winds. Mm-hmm. Well, thirty kilometer an hour wind. Sorry, um, and it's a it's a blast. It's it's I, so much fun. I saw in the video you had an FPV canopy. That was kind of sweet seeing that. that yeah, I uh, I encourage everybody to try that. That's that's um, that's a lot of fun. Wow. That's really a roller coaster. FPV, it's literally yeah. like sitting on a roller coaster. <laughs> wow. I believe it. I believe it. Wow, that would be phenomenal to see yeah. that. Awesome. It just it gets into the cloud so quickly, and then it's very surreal whistling well, down. With FPV, at that you wouldn't speed. have to worry about disappearing yeah. either. With it, that's true. Its yeah, profile. Like yeah, that. exactly. So you can put your head in the clouds. That yeah. would be great. Right. Stuart. Actually, we have a question from online. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. We have a question. Someone uh, Samuel Mass asks, um, um, "What's the stall speed of the of this aircraft?" Uh, I. We never tested it electronically, but walking pace, like yeah. a, a leisurely walking pace, I'd say. Uh, I, 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 like to, I like to give a visual image for as much as possible. Yeah. Or, or a dad run, you know, really bad dad runs <laughs> when they're, <laughs> they're driving. Like a slow dad run is about the, the stool speed. Yeah. Hmm. And, and what's really nice about this setup, because I would do some slow passes, and then the power is there to come back on, and there's a, a, without the torque roll, you know you can just, you know, Goose the power and, and then take off and then do, you know do your pattern again. So it's uh, it's reliable in that sense. It's repeatable. One, one thing I I found at those slower speeds, especially if I was flying just above tick over, just getting some air over the surface, coordinated turns really come into their own at those lower speeds. It stops the wing uh, getting so low, mm-hmm. and that gotcha. will just help. It will help negate and keep the stall at bay if you're using a lot more rudder at the slower speeds. Um, okay. Which means you can really S it in, do like a flat S approach as much as possible. 
uh, and it gets it to a real crawling pace actually but like you said the, the powers there if you need to just punch out of it yeah. I actually, you know what? I haven't even looked at the manual to see if you expect any um, uh, on the control surfaces. I literally went with uh, 100% and just a little bit of expo on all the throws, and it was just uh, throughout all the flight performance, it was responsive, and it wasn't. I never felt like I was overflying or over controlling the surfaces. If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, I always um, there, there are settings in there, but I'm too much of a warbird pilot, so. It's it's probably too soft for to you anyway, Andre. If you follow my settings in the manual. Now, did I, li- I like my birds nice and soft? Did somebody say or tell me, or maybe it was even Andre with with was it the Excalibur that you guys are looking to do an online manual instead of a printed manual? Uh, yeah, it, this is um, we were having some logistic issues getting uh, manuals uh, to where they needed to be in a time that we wanted, mm-hmm. just on previous projects. And then we were discussing it more in the office, and the idea came up: um, "Hey, we're an online company." Mm-hmm. Um, the assumption being that if you're buying it online from us, then you're, you know, at least somewhat computer literate. Um, why not have an online-only manual instead of both? We always had both in the past. Um, so we're giving it a go with Excalibur. If it works and there's you know, not too many people get upset, maybe we'll roll it out you know, as a, across the board. It it does save a little bit of money sure. in production, uh, which reduces the, the price of everything for everyone. Right. Um, it saves logistics, it saves some time, and uh, there is... Uh, I'm assuming an environmental uh, impact or, or a part of that as well. It's mm-hmm. always a debate, um, right? If you ever make tweaks, you can tweak yeah. it once and exactly. everybody has it. But, but the great thing is um, with the manual um, for the spare parts, you can now have live buttons in the manual. So, oh, you need the spare part. If you're reading the manual online, click on it and it will take you to the, to the product. But also for like the FPV canopy, um, rather than trawling through our website, there should be a link to that in the manual. Uh, the link's there. I'm, I'm, I haven't tested it yet. I need to That's test cool. it actually next week. But the idea being is you click on that link and, hey, presto, mm. uh, you go to that, that, that step file and you can print your own FPV canopy. So it gives it a lot more of an interactive feel. It's the same with the videos as well. We put now links to the videos at the end of the manual instead of just a, an email address mm. or a Facebook page. So if you're building it and you want a bit more reference, you can go directly to our own. Um, build and promotional videos for it. So it, it seems like it, the logical way forward. I, I think it's a fantastic idea because do you, do you probably don't realize in my little man cave hobbies room I have how many stacks and stacks of <laughs> manuals I have throughout the years where you use it once, it goes into mm-hmm. a corner, and then if I like anytime I got to go back and look at something, I just go on my phone and yeah, pull it up online instead of going yep. back yep. downstairs, yep. looking, trying to find the manual. And I'm like, forget mm-hmm. it. Right. That, if you forget where the CG is, yeah. you just, and you're out in the field. Exactly. You, you don't carry that manual. No. You know, I'm no. the same way. I, but you I, carry your iPhone or right. Yeah. That's how e- even, yeah. yeah. yes. even if I'm at home, I'm in the garage and I, and I need to look something up. I don't go down and yep. dig through to try to find a manual. I just try to pull it up online. Yep. So that's a great idea. Way. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, it, it, felt, it felt pretty natural. I'm going to interrupt because I saw the price point on that thing, and it is really sweet. <laughs> we were just <laughs> yeah, discussing, and I'm so tempted to hit add to cart right now. <laughs> I didn't realize it's, how it's much one, it was. It's one ninety nine twenty nine. It says yeah, 
it's 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 um it's obviously not as cheap as say previous models were um like the dynamic i think that's a great Um, great price though personally i really do it's a lot more model for it um than its predecessors say but also a lot of things that people don't not that they don't realize but they just forget that material costs labor costs everything has gone up in price since models of five years ago um and it's happening on all models in all parts of the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I like to be able to put out a hundred dollar uh, foamy with this much, you know, this many bells and whistles? Sure, everybody would, but um, unfortunately, it's just not possible these days. Well, I, um, I, I really, but it's a good, it's a good model for it. I'm really tempted to be that irresponsible person <laughs> of hitting the add to cart like uh, Andre's one post. <laughs> Andre's one post showed two buttons to hit, you know, order multi-rotor parts or be responsible. I saw that. I saw that. I'll yeah. tell you what, I was bad because I bought three graphene batteries and a well, A-spec battery over the week, and I didn't let my wife know about it yet. And batteries, of course, aren't the yeah. cheaper items to buy, but I'm desperately right. needing it, and I have to get, throw away some old ones. But I'm sure I'm going to love my bang for the buck on those battery purchases. So Yeah, Excited yeah I bet. Those, I so. bet. Oh. But I just wanted to interrupt with that because I thought I got kicked out of his little post there. One thing I got to throw, <laughs> throw out here real quick since we are live on Facebook. Uh, Josh Bixler actually, yeah, actually jumped on, on here. and he says, Stuart, we'd love to do an episode on the Excalibur. He, so. did, he definitely said that in. I told you okay. to mention it to you. Yep. So. so I'm throwing it out All there. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on any exposure for the Excalibur, uh, especially with uh, Josh and his guys there, mm-hmm. more than happy to uh, to uh, arrange. So, um, Josh, if you are listening, please email me. Uh, we have it covers addresses, in fact. We're, we're, we're pen pals, as the old term goes. And the after hours <laughs> guys always love to review your products as well. <laughs> 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 there, there's, a queue, there's a queue forming. That's yeah. great. I love that. <laughs> This this has been a fun aircraft to get to know. Actually, it's it's really it's uh, it's impressed me. Uh, mind you, I haven't been. Uh, I, I say that about every aircraft I fly lately, but this one, this one, yeah. I I know I love my EFX racer, but um, I think this one just topped it off as far as capacity and ability to fly and everything. So. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it fares over the winter because I'll I'll definitely be torture testing it. But then again, after a while, I know I can't fly any of you if unless I can't get my hand in my transmitter bit fast enough too. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a really good question, then, Stuart. You know, mm-hmm. I know when you're R and Ding these aircraft, you know, and you've mentioned it before. Once in a while, you have a whoops with them. There was uh, were there any incidents when you were designing and building this one? Um, I'm sure there was something spectacular. Um, yeah, how many did you crash? <laughs> oh, uh, there's always a few. <laughs> there's always a few. Um, but uh, this one, a small one, but it stands out in my mind. Uh, again, it comes down to aesthetics, and I, I do believe aesthetics are important as long as they don't, uh, you know, come at the cost of uh, the you know, flying ability of the model. The it had additional uh, vertical little fin tips, little plastic parts that went on the, um, you know where the aileron is cut out from the trailing edge? Well, between the uh, aileron and then the trailing edge, we had these plastic fins. They were like little shark fins. Mm-hmm. Um, and they looked very cool, but we found that it was handling horribly with the huh. Um we so we just took them off. Uh, I had a hunch it was this uh, like excess um, 
uh, vertical uh, surface uh, causing problems uh, and it was basically getting a lot it translated to a lot of waggle or additional waggle uh, at certain aspects uh, certain angles of attack and at certain speeds um, so I just took them off and hey presto the waggle went away that's crazy um, just the littlest things you know yeah yeah uh, and I, I thought it might be the problem on the canopy as well because if you guys look it's almost got like a Klingon style ridge mm-hmm. down the canopy mm-hmm. um, and that forms not only an aesthetic point but also part of the canopy latching system and I thought we'd have to get rid of that so I was quite worried that it might be that as well but fortunately just by getting rid of those additional fins on the trading edge um, the, the problem problem went away uh, and then the spectacular ones yes there was a spectacular one where I think the yeah that's right we didn't tighten the motor screws it happens to everybody we didn't <laughs> tighten the motor screws oh, enough no. and I was doing a full power pass and the motor it was like a blender if, you know the <laughs> will it blend oh. it was like that but but an internal one so the entire oh. the entire nose just like twisted on itself at full belt at that point we discovered that we also needed to add some uh, additional longer ones to the fuselage so as long as we've always got the wreckage to examine, then we can always pull positives from it. <laughs> wow. That's good to know. You were talking about ailerons. It, it reminded me of something, and I was going to ask you this, I think, the last time we actually talked to you, and mm. I, I forgot mm. about it. But I was just curious on, on a plane that you guys have, uh, say, like a plug-and-fly, where uh, if, say, the wings, they already have the ailerons are all in and ready to go. I, I'm just curious, is is there a reason why, like, you guys don't already have the control linkages hooked up, like, on something that you don't have to take apart or put together, like, say, on, on a wing on the ailerons? Is that something, is that a cost thing, or is that just something you, you know, don't? I was so, just, so you mean uh, as you pull it out of the box, the, the linkages yeah, are already yeah, because yeah, because the wings are are all all together. All you basically got to do is throw them on, bolt them on. You know the ailerons, servos, yeah, yeah. everything's on. I was just curious why, because I know a lot of other manufacturers they already have the control linkages all ready to go. So they you, do, they yep, do. It, I just was yeah. curious why you guys don't do that. Uh, a few, there's a few reasons. Um, I mean, it does cost uh, the, there's a fraction of a labor cost uh, involved in that but that's not really it mm-hmm. um one of the things that i've seen uh, and one of the things i want to avoid um it's, it's a small reason but a, a valid one i think um when you're shipping these models um if the control rod is connected to the servo and then the control surface if that um, control surface is rigid in the box and maybe it gets shaped uh, it gets uh, moved around ah. when it's shipped there could be uh, if, if the aileron can't give for example mm-hmm. if it can't naturally flex back you might damage the trading edge of the aileron you might shear a, uh, a plastic gear in this servo yep. there are only plastic gears nine times out of ten right. or maybe a control horn could tear out uh, it's just to give that's one of the reasons that we, we like to do it that way it it builds in a, a bit more um, of a safety boundary in that respect. If, if, do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Makes perfect and sense. The point, the point there. Yeah. And as a modeler, although you know we're, we're catering to a to a far more uh, out of the box kind of mm-hmm. market now, but as a modeler, my personal preference is to always uh, neutralize the control surfaces myself, right? Uh, and get get the servo set myself, um, just because. 
that's the, that's the way I am, and I think a lot of other customers might like to do that as well. Um, but moving forward, if the, if it's if it can be done without risk uh, or additional transport risk, then mm-hmm. that's something that we'd certainly like to do. Because, in all honesty, the, a lot of people nowadays do just want to pull it out of the right. box and fly. Right, um, right, and, right. And we're we're aware of that. So mm-hmm. where it lends itself, we'll definitely attempt that in the future. Hmm. But this this ship, nice and tidy, Chris. This box is a lot smaller than a, than the last few. <laughs> Compared to the P forty, this is tiny. I could fit like three P forties <laughs> in in the space of this box. Kind of, you know. You you could build an apartment block on the P forty. So this is packed really nicely, and like I said, this is probably one of the few boxes because this is something Chris and I talked about in the previous podcast. You know, I'm actually going to keep this box because it, you know, the plane breaks down really nicely. Um, actually, we had another question, and this is probably uh, Robert, Robert Price, Price asked. Yeah. In one of the videos I watched, I saw a lot of twist in the tail. Is this normal? He's probably referring to my video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, movement in the – you mean the fuselage movement? Yeah. Back uh, through the tail, yeah, because yeah. I had that one rear-facing shot. And, you, you know, on takeoff, you could see the, uh, you could see the, uh, um, the V-tail moving around a little. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's it's there is a full carbon tube in that fuselage, quite a substantial one, but it is just foam. It's dense foam, yeah. but it is foam. And I don't know if you ever on an airliner, for example, you see the wings <laughs> yes. flexing yes. and stuff like that. I think it's actually it's not vibrating uh, and oscillating. It's just moving with the force rather than fighting against it. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, all the models we've had, test models beforehand. They would have, uh, I assume, had the same things, and yep. none of them have fallen out the sky for that reason. Um, only for the motor coming out. <laughs> um, so I'd say it's normal, and it's nothing to worry about. I mean, Andre, did you notice anything? Oh, well, this is it. I, I didn't. I didn't notice. The, no, the thing was smooth, uh, and it was. I'd be doing those low passes, and. Honestly, I would have been even lower if I had had the ambient light to, to uh, you know, in the video, my, my, my hat cam, I've actually had to, I boosted the level so you could see the mm. aircraft down low because the, the, the daylight with the forest around, you you know, so I would have been even lower to the deck if I, you know, had the visual light to see it. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, the thing was so, so smooth and just so direct. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen any plane not have some kind of movement in the tail like every camera i've ever had on a plane facing the tail you know there's always some kind of movement under throttle and and i'll be honest i had a camera on a radian xl here recently on a takeoff and i watched the footage of that and i was like wow (laughs) i mean that thing was really rocking around but you know it's just a glider you get up there and power off it's it's no big deal so i I think it's all normal and I think it's especially inherent with with EPO yes. and foam. Yep, I agree. Uh, it's, it's it's the nature of the beast, but right, it it it, it, it works. So we carry on. Yes. So any other questions that you see? Nothing no, at all. Everything good. That's no, that's it. I think that's, we've uh, covered uh, this thing uh, pretty darn good. And uh, like I said, if if you're anywhere in the market for any kind of Warm liner, hot liner, something different, fun, uh, like to fly fast, something you're looking to fly in different weather conditions. These these things are it, man, right here. This it, They're so much fun. I they're so versatile. I FPV. I'm, yeah. I'm not even kidding. I think that would be sweet. Yeah, it's – I, I haven't done it for a while. Profile, and sitting you here remembering it. It's, it's – sitting here remembering the last FPV experience I did with it really makes me wish it was the morning now and I could get out and do it again. <laughs> 
Well, I like you know, I it's like to keep it streamlined. A lot of times you put a camera on something oh, yeah. in the canopy like that. Yep. That's yep. gonna be awesome. Right. To maintain its speed and yep. stuff. Yeah, we found that out firsthand, huh, Mike? Just put a camera on the outside <laughs> yeah, of the wing. They don't I'm work too good. They don't work too good. So I know, I know. When I brought it out to the field for the first time, there were a lot of very interested people. Mm-hmm. And then when we took it up, and uh, I always like when I fly one of these just to observe the first flight and like out of the box, just perform the way you expect a that's nice awesome. airplane to go. So that's that was that's really awesome. really exciting to see. So. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, I, I've enjoyed it so very good. Well, right. thank you guys, uh, and, and I got to say it's exciting to see it come to market. There's always um, teething problems here and there, but sure. uh, with stuff stuff like this, but it makes it a re- It's probably the most antagonizing and rewarding, um, jointly rewarding time when when the model actually releases. So um, it's really nice to hear, hear the comments uh, from you guys. Right. <coughs> yeah. So then th- a quick question on that then. Sorry, Chris. A quick question for that, Stuart, then. Do you keep one of every model you've developed so far? Or do you, you know, do you have like your, 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 uh, your, you know, your battle chest, it's, um, your war room? It's, it's called the museum. That's the <laughs> oh, office sweet. joke. I, I've got, I've got like CNCs of old, like the the Durafly glue stick, I've still got the CNC of that. Wow. Um, CNCs of models that never made it into production are littering the office. Nice. Uh, Toby, Toby, our VP, gives me um, jabs me in the ribs about uh, about it every every now and then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's called the museum. And then when that overflows, I then have my own museum uh, at my apartment um, when the main museum gets full. I, I can't give. I can't, I can't throw away the stuff. I can't, I can't throw it away. No. <laughs> it's wow. um. It's not. It's not simply a model that you've brought in a shop. Um, for me, it's 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 a year it. or up to two years of, of of your life. So I, I I'm I'm quite nostalgic like that. Hmm. I can't throw so much stuff away. Wow. Um, but the good thing is I've I've now being in Australia. Just on a personal note that. Uh, I now have a workshop again, and I haven't had one at home for four years. Wow. So I'm wow. Really, really looking forward to filling that with museum pieces. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, real quick, I was discussing the, uh, this subject here with somebody. I don't even remember who it was. My memory's horrible. Anyway, uh, we were talking about twin-engine uh, warbirds, Stuart, and uh, since mm-hmm. we have you on, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, most of the warbird twin engines that you see are fairly large, take some bigger batteries. Mm-hmm. I know you guys just come out with your your V2 uh, B17, which I, I just drool yep. over that thing yep. just looking at it. But we were talking is, I don't know if it's because there isn't a market, if it's a price thing, or if it's difficult to develop and get them to fly good. If, you guys ever looked in or discussed uh, something in the 1200 millimeter range as far as twin engines? I know you guys had your, uh, uh, what was it, the, the one, one, BF-110. Yeah, the 110 yeah. came out. Phenomenal looking airplane. I love, the, especially the German Warbirds and the twin engines. Mm-hmm. But there isn't a whole lot of people or companies out there actually doing like the smaller twin engine warbirds. You don't see them. And I was just curious if it's something, you know, cost factor or development or they don't fly that or what the reason is. Do you have one? Uh, I mean, uh, at that size, um, the, 
the bigger fly better the the biggest fly better analogy really comes into it because uh, okay. you mentioned the, the extra motor the extra ESC yep. Yep. and you're trying to cram all those additional components into what would traditionally be a, a single engine uh, 11 to 1200 mil model mm-hmm. um, and your wing loading's going up and you've got a lot less room to play with uh, if, I don't know if you remember the BF110 but yep. it was a severely cramped fuselage and that's when um, it was very much the norm to still have a big massive servo cables and mm-hmm. ESC cables in the fuselage. Uh, maybe if we did something like that again nowadays, it would be better. But um, it's it's really the size. They're they're easier to manufacture, and they fly better at the bigger size. Especially nowadays, people want all the bells and whistles with retracts and flaps. Right. right. Um, I wouldn't want any twin-engine warbird that in real life had uh, retracts and flaps. To not have retracts and flaps, mm-hmm. um, that would that would go against my uh, right. my my, tri- my I know my own beliefs, and I think for a lot of customers, I think that would go against that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really to do with the the size and fitting. What are some in some cases quite complicated systems into a smaller frame, and then adding an additional ESC and an additional motor. You mentioned the B17. One of the reasons that flies so nicely is its size. It's mm. it's got a very light wing loading, huge, generous wing, mm-hmm. um, and they don't always necessarily scale. That I know the smaller B17 um, that we had, and there's others on the market. They don't fly anything nice, uh, like as nice as as the big stuff. Yeah. Um, but would I like to see more twins? For sure. I mean, I'd, mm. I'd love to see a bow fighter, for well, example. They're doing them in the micro um, stage, rather. <laughs> Yeah, there's that's some yeah. kind of surprises me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got the ultra micros, but there's argument. nothing you don't see too to much in between. Your argument, it's yeah. like I think that's there. I just don't know. Well, I think down the road with technology, you know, we're always talking about you know how you know improve things. You know, we're smaller. starting to come around to the the hollow core foam wings that you know that you can beef up. Maybe some carbon fiber infused foam or something so, to you know make them lighter and and fly better. And I, I think it's coming. So do down you the guys road. do you guys consider that like fourteen hundred mil too big? Then I always like to do a bit of market research when um, I'm on these things. So I, I'd I, like to know what you guys think. What, what's the optimal size for you for a twin? I'll be honest with you. I love the big stuff. And when FMS first come around, you know, three four years ago, I was all about buying them fourteen hundreds. I had a ton of them. Love mm-hmm. them. My problem is is space and and carrying them to the field like if i wanted to go out and fly for three or four hours i could maybe get one big warbird and then something small and that was it but then you're limited you know you got to buy the bigger batteries and they're more expensive and don't get me wrong i love flying them they look great in the air they're fun but like if i want to go out you know for a few hours and want to take multiple things you know to have a smaller warbird in the 1100 1200 millimeter range where i can fly on a 2200 or a 3000 three cell or something yeah. similar yeah. where i can take three or four packs you know for one airplane exactly. that for me personally i don't I, know I, what no, you I'm, I'm, I'm on board exactly with that you know it's just it's more fun to have more options when you go out and fly with your yeah. buddies yeah. you know and I would just love to see some of the smaller, uh, you know, you know, twins or something in that that range some to where I could throw. Yeah, yeah. Even if, even if I got to put, you know, if it's a twin, I got to take two twenty two hundreds, one in each in a cell or sure. something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I well, just, at least you got the batteries already, right? Exactly, exactly. exactly. 
So, so what have we had out there? We've, there's been the BF yep. one at one one oh. Park Zone Mossy. had the um, the mo- mosquito. mosquito. Yep. The, 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 no. And that's another. That was twelve hundred mil B twenty five. Yeah, that was one of those. Uh, I can't remember B twenty five. We had that... we had one that yeah twelve hundred. Okay. Mil. Yeah. Yeah. The mid. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, there but are a few out there. Yeah, you don't see. And the funny thing is, is you see them, and then they just kind of disappear. Like I know Park Zone had the mosquito; <laughs> yeah. it disappeared yeah. rather quickly. Beautiful looking airplane, flew fantastic, but it just disappeared. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that could be indicative. You, you mentioned sales. I mean, yes, maybe uh, the sales aren't, aren't there for, for for that size. Yeah, <clears throat> in personal opinion, I think they they missed the mark on that. It was kind of a higher price plane. It did not come with retracts. You had to buy the retracts separate, put them in. And I know nowadays, talking mm-hmm. with everybody I talk to, they don't want to do that. They want them babies to come with retracts installed, flaps installed, light. They want all the bells and whistles out of the box. That's just what everybody wants. That's the common thing nowadays. So, But I was just curious. I'd, I'd love to see some more twins in, in just the smaller size, but I didn't know how difficult that would be, you know. Yeah, it's um, from a, an engineering standpoint, like I said, it's that cramming stuff, double the the stuff into yep. the Makes similar sense. size space. Sure. Sure. Um, but traditionally, yes, traditionally the single engine stuff sells far greater than the twin engine stuff, like at any size. Yep. Actually, yeah, that's 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 true of any size, right? From what we've seen. So, did, well, then on that note, was uh, did the Sky Mule do well then? Well, the Sky Mule did, but it also that was a um, what uh, what our head of sales like to call a slash model because it's a slash semi scale model it's a slash fpv model it's a slash yeah. trainer it's yeah, a slash yeah. right it's a slash float plane or whatever so it ticks many boxes um and that that um versatility i think was in part you know the reason for its success mm-hmm. it, it did do well yeah hmm. Stuart, what's uh I know I keep telling you I'm not going to keep you much longer, but I was just curious now that, I'm know- enjoying myself too much so keep on talking <laughs> okay all right. Um, I'm just curious on your opinion since we haven't talked to you f- for a while about the this FPV racing stuff. I- I'm just curious if mm-hmm. you think we're kind of at our peak now. You know, we're that it's it's at the same level. It's not really going to get too much higher, or, or do you think it's going to stick around for a while? I know in the last podcast we talked a little bit about. You know, we I think personally, I think Andre agrees too that the 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 FPV wing racing is going to far exceed this uh, multi-rotor thing. And my, my reason is, and I could be totally wrong, I love the multi-rotor stuff. I love to watch it. I love to see it. But my problem is is I don't I have the time, really, to build stuff, you know, like an alien or stuff that they're racing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the maintenance kind on them things, you know, you're always I, – I just see the work, too, that, like, say, David, our buddy David Vindestel has put into the, the mm-hmm. mini tricopter, the hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours he's put into this thing of testing and tuning it to get it to fly right. When you can just pull a wing out of the box, throw some FPV stuff on it, and go and have just as much of an enjoyable time, in a sense, as you can with these multi-rotors where you're spending, you know, hours and hours, whether you're fixing it or tuning it or doing something. So I was just curious what your opinion is or what you see that where this multi-rotor racing and stuff is going. Well, it's interesting because there was, I think, even in The Guardian um, or some of the, the UK agencies' press, there was a, they were mentioning that Sky, um, a network in the UK, mm-hmm. is going to be running with, I think, 10 episodes of a, 
of a of a drone race. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite quite sure on the details, and that was following off the back of the is it ESPN that you guys have uh, ESPN two. two, yeah, yep, yeah. I, I never saw it myself, so I, I don't know how that that went down. But I, it feels like certain uh, parties and bodies in in maybe even just on the fringe of the the hobby or the sport, if you like, are trying to push it in one direction for their own gains. But there's the the core, the core pilots and the people that are really in it for the passion of it. Uh, it feels like there's a bit of a, uh, a, a fracture there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see it come down to a, a, a bit more of a grass roots level. It feels I, like it's got a bit hit. Yes. It got a bit heady and a bit ahead of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to see the people that actually have the passion for the for the sake of flying and for the f- sake of racing uh, get back behind the controls of this this beast because it seems to be a bit of a bit of a train wreck in some in some regards right. uh, if you see what i mean yep. some of these things yep it's um maybe it's lost its way a bit it's it's definitely got a lot of potential for sure um I mean, I, th- I think we saw a lot of quite a bit of upset after the um, what was it in New York? Was that the, oh yes, the nationals? There? Yes, the drone nationals there on governors. Yeah, there was a lot of complaints about yeah. that. But you know, it's, yeah, it was a learning thing. You know, they this is all well, that's all the other new. thing. It's, yeah, it's all new, isn't it? Yeah. Right, right. Um, and how and the question: How do you make something like that entertaining for the masses? You mm-hmm. can, but it's going to take a while to figure it out. Yeah, I just hope people don't get too burnt in in the meantime. Right, right. But uh, it's interesting that you think wings will be bigger than the Maltese. Uh, that's um, well, I that's, mean, that's cool. I mean, I love I love planes, so that's yeah. Nice. And I don't know if you guys here <laughs> agree with me, but like just about anybody that has a little bit of skill, you know, can grab a wing and enter into a race and probably do fairly well. A lot you less know what maintenance. I mean? Yeah, there's you just re- re- yeah, like we said, you pull you could. Pull one out of the box, throw some FPV gear on it. I love my Swift and love my yeah. wings. I mean, they just go. They're so responsive. Right. They're, it's so mind-numbingly easy to control those things for yeah. a few components. I mean, right. the the mighty mini era, the Swift, those yeah. things, I just can have a And they're so much fun. Them. I never thought about racing them necessarily. Right. But it's definitely there. I mean, they are capable of doing yeah. it, and they are doing it. Yeah, but if you're if you're a spectator too, those wings, yeah. Oh, yeah. you can see them yeah. a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You know? Put your own color scheme, right. your yep. own sponsors, whatever. Yep. It's like a yeah. flying billboard. Right. I mean, it's awesome. Instead of these Terminator-looking, yeah, drones flying after each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're very hard but, uh, to see, and I appreciate it without a screen. Chris, it's interesting you said about how. Um, you know, you were put off, I think, by what the setup and and getting everything up and running, uh, mm-hmm. and then the maintenance. Um, yes, I, I I agree with you completely there. Um, and one of you guys just mentioned then, uh, just the fact that you can just put two servos in, a speed controller and a motor mm-hmm. and a radio, uh, a receiver, and that's it. It's, yep. There's a much raw, rawer and personal feel to it because. You're flying it. It's not being flown by an algorithm right. or um, some PID tuning, which is great and it's fantastic what they do with that. But maybe that's just because we're coming at it as as established fixed wing pilots that's, and not new guys. That's very. You guys are coming into it, and, and that's all they know. You know and they see it in a very different light. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, this is true. I was just curious, to, you know, your take on or what what your thoughts were. Um, I'm 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 excited to see 2017. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> there's, there's going to be some cool stuff. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, I could I actually probably go on and on and on, but I I know it's late there, Stuart. Uh, and he's so, probably working on another two year project. Yeah, as we yeah. speak. <laughs> I don't want to hold you up too long. We've already been going an hour, and uh, no, that's fine. We we appreciate uh, you yes. coming on. It's great uh, yeah, I, I think. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I I do want to ask you guys because, like I said, I like to take the opportunity. What do you guys see being other than uh, okay? We mentioned FPV mm-hmm. racing and wings potentially there. What's what are your your things that you're getting excited for for next year? Oh man, that's tough. Flight fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. I apart from the obvious combat sessions. I don't know because I, I know with me I go through phases. You know. The, whether one year it's warbirds, one year it's sailplanes, what you yeah, know, I don't yeah. know. I the last few years, actually, these these high wing kind of like trainer things, it just I, I they're so much fun. You know, after the fun cub, and you know, I ended up getting the carbon Z cub, and I got the sport cub, and now with the timber, and now I have a tundra. It's just like there's so much fun you can do so much with them i've talked about a hundred times you can take it out if you want to go out and do aerobatics with it you can if you want to put floats on and go fly off the water you can if you want to have a, a stole competition you can i mean they're so versatile so i i'd like to see this high wing stuff just continue on and get a little bit better and a little bit better and see where we can go with I that put stuff the tundra in the lake and the timber in the lake yeah i would that would be beautiful yeah. no. <laughs> on the lake not in the yeah. lake. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good call. Uh, right. I put I put the products to the test on yeah. durability. Mike Mike is a least. fantastic tester. If you want yeah, durability you want testing, to test this Excalibur. Yeah. I can put it through some trees or some spaces <laughs> on there real well and see how good that phone that well, then, foam then, really is. Yeah. Hey Mike, I'd like to see you try the um, reversing ESC on the Tundra, the new reversing ESC. I, I never tried it in the air, but some guys are. Are you I think serious? It's very interesting wow. results. Yeah. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, when you're on the water. It's, it's, quite, yeah. gotcha. it's good for the. It was designed specifically for when you're on the water. Oh, but then wow. of course some people are pushing it and they're trying it when they're in the air. Oh, wow. <laughs> Aerobatics on that man. That would definitely be a short takeoff and landing with that thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Wow. Uh, Ryan Papp says time. he'd like to see uh, more night flyers. Mm, that's okay, well, we had the night wars. Yep. That yes. was a surprise for yep. us. We, um, yeah, that that did um, that pleased everyone. Did better yeah. than expected. I, uh, I, so I enjoyed flying that one. Yeah, it'd be yeah. better to have that, uh, experts sure. doing night flyers than me just jamming a whole bunch of LEDs <laughs> 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 like I did. Well, there's a lot of fun in that. Dressing up a model in LEDs is a lot. Oh my gosh, I had two controller boards. That things looks like it's it's it looks like it's half malfunctioning because it's doing random patterns. <laughs> Try so, nuts. So since you asked us that, Stuart, I'm asking you what what are, what are you looking yeah, forward what, to in 2017? Right, what you, do you sound awfully excited? Right, what do you are kind of? I mean, is there I'm something? Looking going? Forward to, I'm looking forward to many many more two year product. That's a lot of hard work in this plane frame. So how, how's Australia man. treating? Do you like it down there? Uh, yeah, I do. I yeah. do. I mean, um, it's it's great to. To be out of Hong Kong because I've been I was there too long, so mm-hmm. it jaded me somewhat. Uh, it's a shame that I can't go to the 
uh, factories there every week or so like I was. Yep. But I've got such a good uh, and established relationships with our engineers and our mm-hmm. uh, factory leaders there now that that's, that's not something I need to worry about. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool here. It's, it's great. It's great that I'm a member of a club again. And wow. Yeah, I, but like I said, I've got a workshop. I can build in my apartment and then test fly a micro or a quad or whatever outside on in the park outside my apartment. You can't do that in Hong Kong. Wow. It's nice to feel normal again, basically. Sure. Right, 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 right. That's awesome. And there's a good bunch of guys there. We're with the, I don't know if, you, if you're aware of the structure of these things, Hobby King, but we've, about two years ago, we instated these canary managers and there's mm-hmm. the, the be all and end all for a responsibility for the categories uh, for the various areas and genres of, of the hobby and our products. Mm-hmm. So I'm working in the same office office as those guys, along with um, our VP Toby, who some of you may or may not know, mm-hmm. yep. and then uh, some of the marketing office as well. So um, they're a really really good bunch of guys, and it's so nice to be immersed with fellow modelers again um, in Hong Kong. You had the product guys, and they were all modelers. But then there was a lot of purchasing staff and uh, accounts and HR and everything else. Um, and nothing against them. They were, they were solid workers, but there wasn't that, uh, to use a, a flight test word, I guess, uh, that hobby brotherhood, mm-hmm. um, which um, which it prevails in, in a like-minded office that we've got here in Australia. So I definitely got to mention those guys. It's really nice to be to be in that office uh, as it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like you got a little bit more room and places to fly down there too, it seems like. You know, better testing maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So. It's great for the family as well. I've, I've got oh, my yeah. young son here and my wife. It's 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 a different world. The only problem is for, for us Europeans, it is a, uh, a rocky western outpost in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's miles <laughs> from yeah. anywhere. Yeah. How old is your son? So, I didn't know. Yeah, he's just coming up to, um, I think he's like eight, 18 months now. Oh, wow, um, just a little one. Wow. Silas Spitfire is his name. <laughs> uh, but you already know the story to that one, yep. I think, so we'll leave that there. Yeah. It's good. It's very good. And the, the cool thing is, I don't you guys might have this set up in your house. Um, our library is our bathroom. So all my plain magazines, all uh-huh. my history books, they're all in they're all in the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we—he—he's he, always going to the bathroom. When he gets in the bath, he's constantly flicking through the plane uh, books and magazines, and, and that's without me even pressuring him. He's just wow. doing it naturally. Yep. So well, I've got high hopes. That. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing better yeah. than when your, your kids enjoy stuff that you enjoy. Right. Yeah, you guys know that, right? Oh, yeah. it's, it's very cool. Yep. I'm excited for that. Now, did you guys yeah. test this like in a wind tunnel? At this, <laughs> I'm just curious. A wind tunnel? Yeah, I mean, it's hitting the, the faster speeds. I just was curious. I don't know if anybody does What's that? Wind the, um, the aerodynamics design of this oh. plane. I didn't know. I'm just curious. Is that Actually, a, oh, the Excalibur, you mean? Yes, on the Excalibur. Um, There was a model recently. Yeah, but you guys might know uh, Tom Hunt. He helps me out on... Um, the, uh, a lot of the scale stuff um, and he works for Northrop Grumman oh, wow. and he he told me that he did put one of our models in a wind tunnel 
once, very and cool. um, he, he got he gleaned some very good data from it. Huh. So, very cool. Yes. I didn't know if that was part of we, the two-year design process <laughs> or not. So I'm I don't think their budget stretched to a, a full wind tunnel all the time. <laughs> no, but, um, no. Call up Boeing. Hey, can we use your wind tunnel for our RC tank? Hey, Stop developing that Dreamliner. Yeah. You never I've got the know. next Eurofly Warbird. I need to test. Sure, <laughs> come on over. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, right. I like it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I know I keep saying it, but uh, we really appreciate you coming yes. on. Anytime you want to come on and hang out, Stuart, uh, you're more than welcome. Just uh, hit up uh, any of us or Andre or whatever, and we definitely look forward to whatever you got coming down the line. Do some testing on it. Uh, help you guys yeah. out. So we appreciate uh, it. And uh, again, it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you very much. I, I've, I've forgotten how late it is, and I've just looked at my exactly. clock. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's amazing how the time flies I know. when you're discussing uh, things. You when you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe next time we'll start at 5 in the morning here, and it'll be a little bit back <laughs> to you. Down see, there. see how you guys like it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if we could get Andre out of bed for that. but. Uh, <laughs> I think I was up. I think I was up at five. All right. Yeah. So, but yeah, an excited for for, for Durafly, uh, exciting, and for Abios, of course, exciting year next Good. year. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait, buddy. All right, man. We'll let you go, Andre. I think I got to hang up on both of you here for a minute. I'll call you back because uh, I don't think there's a way I can uh, just do one or the oh, other. That's... So I'm gonna hang up and call you back, Stuart. Enjoy yourself. Yes. Have fun down there. We will talk to you soon. Good luck with Thanks work so tomorrow. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, have a good Sunday, guys. Thank, All right. you. Thank you. Take care, Thanks, buddy. Bye. 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 All right, man. That was good, wasn't it? That's was awesome. Now we're still going, Mike. Don't go nowhere. I, I, Where are you I, going, I buddy? Off the air. Huh? The fan. Oh, is it that noisy? <laughs> All right. So I'll call Andre back, and then maybe we'll uh, we'll jump into our little flying session Sunday. Good. good, yeah. That was good. That was fun. Yeah, that was I had a good fun. time. And we can talk about how uh, Pat whipped us all with the <laughs> uh, the Corsair. Yeah. Huh? All right. Let's give our buddy here a call back. There you are. Hey. That's one thing we got to send in the Skype when you're on a group call. If we can, j you know what I mean? Just like dump, dump a user. Yeah, I don't, I can't find a way to do that yet. But that would be great. Hey, look at that! It's my video. You guys finally played my video, jeepers! Oh, sorry, man. It's there. <laughs> there it is. Um, maybe what we can try too is uh, throw up your uh, the actual other video too that you did because that was really cool you did a fine job on that andre i must admit ah, thank you thank uh, you that, that was fun you, you know it's funny uh probably with i know with your video and also with our our last uh timber video a lot of people are going hey how did you mount the cameras or it looks so good there's no jello effect i'm like dude we just mike and i just stuck a camera on there mobius with some velcro there was no fancy you know what i mean they're like well it looks great there's you know and i, I kind of blew them away like yeah. We don't know Actually, what we're doing, uh, <laughs> you know. My, I've had at least three YouTube requests for different things, so I'm actually going to start on my channel, or even I'll throw it over to yours, just doing a little uh, tech talk or something like that. Because it was, it was, um, someone wanted to know the setup on my Tundra, uh -huh. and the other question was the power supply because I'm doing the review of that that charger. Uh -huh. uh, Want to know how I modified the Xbox power supply, and then the third one was how do I mount my cameras and everything to get all the various shots I get, and and exactly that my answer was Velcro. But I also 
tether the cameras, and then you take into consideration the CG and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the potential of doing some neat little how-to videos, I guess. Yeah. In between I, all the other stuff I'm trying to do. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just we're naive and we just don't think about it, but, like, Mike, we just said, ah, eh, let's stick it here. That looks good. Let's try that. And, like, a couple times we had it, and the plane did not fly good. Oh, like, yeah. we stuck that sucker <laughs> would, yeah. on way outside of the, <laughs> the wing. The was very and, I mean, Oh, geez. It was, like, flu horrible. I thought the camera was going to be in the lake. Yeah, Mike was worried wing. about losing the camera. We did no tethering, Andre. <laughs> nothing. Like, if it was falling <laughs> off... That, uh, just just a little insight that lake we were flying on is a hundred feet deep. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there, there, there is no no getting anything now back. You, now you tell yeah. me. You know, I had my swim trunks thinking I could go get whatever. You know, no, oh, my no, Lord. we would have to get the. Scuba I don't have gear. that kind of lung capacity. Right, I know that. Not so anything close. that went in that lake, we're not getting back. Oh, Two man. I'm like, yeah. I just went into sweats <laughs> thinking about that. 100 feet. Uh, I should have knew when you're dredging. that. It yeah. Was, I knew it was deep, but I didn't know yep. it was that deep. That's the only issue I've ever had the Velcro was when I was doing the Tundra videos at minus 35, the adhesive kind of doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And the cameras were- and we did, and I know I didn't, but it was Mike's idea. Is every time we switched the cameras and took them on and off, we put new Velcro on it. I just I, Mike I did. was so paranoid. Right. I'm like, I could, I have visions of these yeah. cameras just dropping. And I off. kept telling, like, ah, it's fine, just put it on there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know. Mike's me, like, man. no, 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 oh, we're putting some new Velcro. I, had, on. I went through a whole like sheet of we Velcro. We did. I, brought, I, I, I actually, I, used all his Velcro I know. I bought, a, I brought a whole box, a whole roll of Velcro. <laughs> and every time I'm cutting, I'm like, no way am I risking. Uh, reusing this Velcro. Uh, that was good. That was a good time. There's still Velcro on my uh, timber right now <laughs> on the wing. Uh, <laughs> so many of them. Yeah, I, I just put them on a few spots, and it worked out well for this plane because I the only shot I did really, the front shot was fine. The back shot through the tail mm-hmm. uh, was just spectacular, and you'll see that when if the video pops up. Um, there it is there coming up next. Um it's uh, it is one of those things where it's just the shot. I put no, that's the review. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the uh, the top gun that. shirt. Oh yes, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's coming up now. Look at that. Uh, this Scott. is the uh, this is the Friday playing up. Oh, it was um, okay. Yeah, so it'd be next. But uh, I was editing it, and I rushed home from work. I got the footage, and and I kid you not, there were points where I was blinking my eyes so I could keep track. You know, oh keep the moisture in my eyes to keep track of this oh, thing. Oh, I've going, been there. You're, you're coming down low, oh. and it's like, oh, it disappears. Yes. Like the first time I flew it, I had a moment, like almost instantaneously, where I'm like, oh, it's gone, and I had to wiggle the wings. There it is, there, right? And I'm just, woo. And that is such a yeah. That terrifying. was probably the worst airplane you could fly at dusk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and and of course mm. it's a video, so I'm pushing this thing. I'm mil- I'm just running these batteries. I'm doing very little glide, uh-huh. but I'm like the last flight. I just sat there and went, look at that sunset. And I I landed. I put the camera back on the plane and I went up. And my whole goal was to get on to get up the altitude, cut the power, and just glide it towards the sun, but not get too far away from because I had to watch this thing to bring it back. Right. Right. And uh, I came home and I'm like, I've, I'm like, I think I've got enough footage. And uh, I sat down on Sunday, and you know, okay, here's the intro, here's the extra. I see a couple good shots, but I didn't. And I just found the music uh, off YouTube, and uh, went to work. Oh, look at that poor arrow! <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what did I do? I was going for a goalpost. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I take oh. it you you found it. 
Yeah, you nailed it. Sorry, like, my phone was ringing. Yeah, it says right here for us. Huh. All right. Hey, we uh, we want to talk a little bit about our uh, little flying session. Yeah. Yep. Um, hang on one second. I want to stop this just for a second. Keep t- you guys keep talking. I'm just going to reset. We're having all kinds of difficulties again with GarageBand again, Andre. I don't know what the deal is, so I'm just going. But you guys can keep going. Um, what was your idea to do this competition? I believe. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to ask like, who thought of that because that was it was him. I never heard of a scheme. He must have seen it or done it before. Yeah, it I was perfect see. where we were flying too because it was a soccer field and they had lines painted. Yeah, so we had lines. But you guys kept saying there. I was cheating because I'd go down the line. Well, let's explain. Yeah. Let's <laughs> that was smart. Let's All right, explain what, the details to what competition we were. What we were doing here. was is we had the tundra, the timber. And actually, I had my, I just put my Tundra on floats. So I was like, ah, what am I going to fly? So I brought out the Park Zone Sport Cub, which I know I've harped on that plane. I couldn't tell you how many times that it, I didn't like it. It wasn't any good. And we'll get to this here in a minute. So we were like, we got to do something. We don't just want to go out here and cruise. And around. it was windy. And it, it was, was definitely gusty. windy. It was, it was gusty. gusty. It would wind, stop yeah. and yep. start. Yep. 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 I think it was gusting to like 15 that yeah, day. Yeah, I think so too. Because yeah. it was pretty, and pretty heavy. Here in Ohio, it, we don't get a nice, like I've, I've talked to people like out west where it's 20 miles an hour and they're like, it's, it's no big though. deal because it's just this nice cost. Here it doesn't do that. It's 15-0. No, no, right. 15-0. <laughs> it swirls. Yeah. I mean, it moves from different directions. Right. So we're like, what can we do? Have have a little fun. So we went out to the soccer field and they got all the lines painted. We're like, okay, here we're flying these stole aircraft. So let's first we thought, well, let's do some takeoffs, but they are all a little janky and with the wind and everything. They're like, okay, so let's do a landing. We're here's a line. Your wheels got to be inside this line to touch down, and then whoever has the shortest landing wins. So, so the line, the line set up. But if your wheels touch before the line, you're disqualified. Yes, you yes. have to hit either the line or go or past, past the it. line. Right. And then wherever your stop point is, that's where you can take yeah, your we measurement. Yeah, from the, ta- from the uh, wheel. Wheels. wheels. The wheel well. Then, right. So wherever you stop, that was the distance to the line. That's, that's the, you know, the shorter the better. That's right. That's you're going to win the competition in that right. scenario then. Exactly. So away we went. And it was very interesting because, like we said, the wind was just – there would be times you'd come in and the, and the wind was just gusting. You'd be like, oh, yeah. And you'd it, go to yeah, set – Yeah, because you'd be like 20 yards from the line and it would just be hanging there. And you're like, this is what I need yep. at the line. Exactly. And I, and you're trying to time it. And your off. plane had to land like it couldn't be a, like a lawn dart. Like your nose couldn't hit the ground. Yeah, yes. you had like, to do it. You had to be on the wheels. I found that yeah. out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first one to nose it. And over you know, with the with the timber, with Mike has it's a an slats. ideal. It's an ideal. Oh frame. my gosh! It just doesn't have the ideal pilot. That's <laughs> the problem I found. I mean, how many times you came up to that line? That plane was literally stopped. I like, did not it wasn't do, going anywhere. That was the first time I saw your your timber. I did not do this competition. Oh my gosh! How slow that thing can go yes it is true did we lose andre we lost andre hang on buddy i'll call well, you needless back. to say i did not do the competition justice with with my airframe because of my bad piloting skills because <laughs> i know i, I should have i should have won this competition i know that be- i had probably had the best frame to do it with but uh did we lose you buddy you put me on hold i put you on how would i put you on oh i know why because my phone rang that's uh, why <laughs> My phone rang in the middle of all this. Sorry. No problem. So anyway, so, you know, we we got going, started, you know, playing with the Gus. And I think 
trying to think of who I think you might first. I don't remember. I was always going first, I think, and I didn't realize that you at the might time. Have. I know I went in that first round. I went last. Mm-hmm. And you would go second, I believe. Yeah, most yeah, of the time, that's, that's of the time that did. was the order we followed. Right. So. And what the cool thing was with this competition was it was fun until you uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got lucky. No. But no. it was it was just cool to see all them, you know, the different planes on yeah. how they flew yeah. different, what yeah. their characteristics were. Yeah. You it was know? a great practice session for me. That's all I Oh yeah. Oh, I, I'm not a very good pilot and I, I mean, a lot better me, after that. <laughs> it put me through the paces. So that yeah. was fun. And the cool thing was we, we were not only did we, you know, have that, but we played past the transmitter. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were all just flying each other's planes and, and they, they were so every one of them was so different, different. Yeah. like you think you got it nah and then you pass transfer you're like oh well this is completely different they were all you know just different yeah it was and it was surprising to me so we all took turns yep i swear like i looked at my timer on my remote and it said like 38 minutes really one battery really yes so wow. I mean, we would come in, we'd do yeah. one pass, yep. then, then the next person, you know, we'd stop. Yeah, you know, the next person would go around, and right. it was thirty-eight minutes. Right, we were doing like one battery on mine. It yeah, was, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. And I'm I'm going to retract my statement about the Sport Cub. Like I've harped on that thing. I I've never really liked it that well. I it, it is upgraded with the um, uh, bigger prop and a bigger ESC. Still as a stock motor, but. Surprisingly, that thing did pretty good. It was smooth flying. When I, I mean, saw it, I didn't know why why you even was harping on it because it was like super smooth in the air. Yeah. It was flying like really scale. Like, it in. looked awesome. It seemed like you had it dialed in for what it was. Yeah. I was it, shocked. It was flying great. Yeah. Now, Andre, it doesn't have the power of the Tundra or the, the Timber, but flying wise, man, you couldn't beat it. No. It that was thing super did phenomenal. Smooth. Yep. Yeah, I think the smaller wing made it kind of cut to the wind a little bit better. Uh huh. Because I don't, I know my experience trying to take off like with the uh, timber. I think I was lost it as soon, you know, because it just the wind took it and you know yeah. it go straight oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Some of the gusts could. <laughs> you know, pull the that tundra wave. was a little bit in between, but that sport cub would cut through it a little bit better, yeah. so you could kind of manage through, and it yeah, wouldn't we were, quite be impacted as much. We were doing those short tur- circles, you know. Oh, we just oh, take up short tur- yeah. circles. Oh, you guys I know like, I stalled. <laughs> You guys are looking times. at me like, oh, no, Mike. Oh, and I saved one for I had to sure. power out my Tundra yeah. a couple times because yeah. <laughs> I was worried I was going to hit the ground. I'm powering it up. It goes straight up in the air. Yeah. So, Andre, what, get, go ahead. Do you have a question? What prop was, what prop was running on your Sport Cub? Hmm, that's a good question. I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to... S- a 9 or a 10? It's either... Oh man, now I can't remember. It's either a nine six or a ten eight. I wonder if that played to your advantage because all the other planes are what kicking 12, 11, 12, 12, 12, inches? Four, on 12 four on both. I think yeah. the timber and the tundra. I'm wondering if that was that that played into your advantage then because if you guys are describing where you're popping up and because the wind catches it, and you you're, so um, you know you're getting that much more bite where yours you. You've got a little bit more play because it's less about torque and more about RPM at that point, right? Well, it's. I guess my biggest thing was is we're, you know, we're going. I was going against some heavy hitters here with a Tundra and the Timber, and I, I, it just, obviously, it doesn't have the power, and which, which I knew that. But as far as flying characteristics, like it doesn't have the big ninety degree flaps, you know, it, it doesn't have all that power and everything like the, like that. But the actual flying characteristics. 
you know, doing the landings, you know, comparing them to the other two planes, it held its own surprisingly oh, well. It was very smooth. I couldn't For believe sure. it. And who, who was it? Pat, didn't I? You flew I it a little so. bit? I did, yeah. And what, I mean, what did you think? That was the. It was the easiest to come in because I don't have a high wing. So uh -huh. coming from, you know, warbirds and kind of messing with airplanes, it was the easiest. But I also think you have your race probably cranked up more than theirs. So oh, yeah, absolutely. The quite as much. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, surprise me. Here was the sure. here was the the big thing, Andre, and you'll appreciate this. That nobody <laughs> believed me until I showed him. Yeah, so, like you said, we probably flew a half hour straight yeah. before we switched batteries. But like I said, it was just full power. We'd yeah. get up twenty feet and then shut turn the motors down, down yeah. turn in yeah. on base yeah, and final. After a half hour, Andre, everybody's checking their batteries. We're like at fifty. Yeah, you, I think I was at like thirty. Yeah, you were at thirty. You were like thirty, forty yeah. percent. My battery, Andre, on a I'm trying. I was on a 2200 A spec, was 95 <laughs> percent. Which airplane? Sorry, you in Sport Cub still? The Sport yeah. Cub. How? It was doing nice. that all day. How? Like even when we were just all flying day. around. Yeah, all day long, man. I couldn't believe yeah. how long that thing w was flying around. I couldn't that believe day. it. I, I had to with that little that. 480 motor and you know that white light wing loading and everything. That plane would go f for a long time on one battery. Because I think originally I'd have to double check, but it's supposed to fly off of like a 1300 or an 1800. Uh, okay. So I had a 2200 in there, you know. And they would go all day long. So if I put a thirteen hundred in that, we were doing the landing competition. I might even have done maybe a little bit better. I, I don't, don't think you could have beat what you did on that one. So, so Chris, I mean, we're all having fun. We have we have goals that we think, okay, we can beat this. Yeah, you know, so it's still really fun. Well, then this guy Chris <laughs> comes in, hits the line, stops the plane within the length of that plane. Yeah. And Within the length of Gus that plane, picked it up, and it I'm just like, I'm just deflated at this point. I'm like, okay, what's the next competition? This is right. this did it for me. Yeah. How far like, away from that line do you think that was? It, well, the tail was just inside no the line. No more than three feet. It was yeah. the size of the plane, pretty much. Yeah. yeah so like two and a half feet. Was, yeah. That yeah. Was, I got lucky. Awesome. I got really no. lucky. No. You know, the wheels I mean, were. You have the piloting. No, I don't know. Yeah, there were two well. factors: those yes. those smaller wheels. Yep. And he almost came straight down, and then the tail dropped. Yeah. That's so he true. didn't have I any didn't forward roll. I didn't see, see, I didn't yeah. see it. it just, and that's why I was saying, okay, yep. he he was, was before awesome. the line or something because I didn't see what no, happened it, there. It, it dropped so he stuck the line or stuck the gear in. Just hit. Well, you just hit on the line, I think. Yep. And, and then it just kind of stuck, nose down, and then the tail dropped. Oh yep. my god, that was it. And that that just ruined the game. I can't count how many times stuff. I threw it. And up they there. were calling me cheating, and I didn't realize. Oh, so I thought yeah, about listen. it afterwards. So I would, Here's, I would get yeah. close to the line, but instead of going straight away from the line for the landing, I was going parallel to the line. Yeah. <laughs> Mike was doing everything he could to cheat. So we, Andre, we had a we had a little bit of a crosswind. Yeah. So if you if you came straight in, you had to kick in that rudder or just slip, you know, kind of uh, side slip it in to the very last minute and set it down. So what Mike would do is he'd come <laughs> across. Yeah, uh, and, right, 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 and you know, parallel with the right, right, and then try to turn around, set it down. It didn't nice. work though. <laughs> I still lost. No. I, I do like that. That is the charm of those high wings, and and uh, you know, on a really windy day, uh, we've talked about it before. I'll just get there and speed match, and you're basically hovering the darn thing, mm -hmm. waiting for it, you know. So and funny. I'm looking forward to this winter. My uh, my dad has gotten a lot more comfortable with the Cub. Uh, the fun cub. So this winter we'll be sitting there and it'll be tundra and, and fun cub time, you know, and we'll just get there in the snow and, and go. He's already, uh, I'm already looking for some ski options for him so he can have some fun. 
Oh, that's awesome. And I think if we had, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple uh, mile an hour more, that the, the timber would have been flying backwards. Yeah. It would have yeah, yeah, yeah. crawls in the air. It's... Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you even stall that at all, Mike? No. And, no? Yeah. Not, well, the one tight felt. turn I was going to do and yeah. I had to power out of, that was scary. But And even Chad flew it later, and he's like, man, this thing is really really aggressive on the ailerons well he mixed rudder in with my ailerons and uh chad wasn't used to that for whatever reason he's like i'd expo that but (laughs) (laughs) but uh that that i almost did tip stall it at one point just banking it real hard though boy i hope this garage band is working because it is completely just freaking out hmm i'm trying to find another good video here come on baby and we'll see what ha- happens. I hope it's working. It is just really freaking I'm just out. Gonna play this again. Can you pause it? Oh, it just stopped. All right, let it recover. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Let me see if it'll start now. Was the best thing about that day? I think we're good. Nobody crashed a plane. You know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. all those gusts. That's true. Yeah. Well, I did yeah. wreck something later that day. Uh, <laughs> Not a plane. It wasn't really your. Yeah, plan. that. But no damage though. Well, you were good. I put the mini try because I was out at Chad's right after we flew, and I'm like, he's flying his alien, and I'm flying the mini try, and I'm I just try to keep up with him or do different things, and. I was full speed, and I went into a pine tree with my Ooh. mini truck. Oh, that and, row of pines! Yeah, that row of pines along his ah. driveway. Uh, and uh, I Come mean, on, I they, got, they got like five foot gaps between them. Well, I I hit it, and <laughs> I thought I hit the the main part of the tree at first, but here I rolled in the air because Chad saw it, and he said, "Yeah, you rolled in the air, and then you rolled on the ground, and it went like thirty five yards past the tree. Wow. I don't, I can't believe it covered that much <laughs> ground that quick." And I thought I was going to go up to it, and it was just going to be absolutely in pieces. I didn't even break a prop. Wow! I was like, oh I, I might, I might, you know what? I might, I'll take that back. I might, I did break a prop that day, but I don't know if it was on that wreck necessarily. But the frame was fine. Oh. I mean, I just couldn't believe the durability. I that really, beast. yeah, that really yeah. surprised. Me. I have yeah. the footage from it, and I'm just like, wow. I just, I honestly thought my mini try was done, and it it held up well. And I know he says the durability of the aliens real well, but I'm like, man, that was pretty cool. What that mini try just I put it through. So, a couple times I went in sideways through the pines with good speed, and it just was so cool to see me punching through perfectly sideways. I, that was a perspective I've never seen before. And so yeah. I was definitely going faster <laughs> than I was any time on my own. I mean, you know, Ch- well, Chad, you just got to keep pushing the envelope. It seems uh, like always, there, <laughs> always. So, Pat, I got to ask you now that you you were the only one out of all of us here that does not have a high wing. Yes. What's going on, buddy? I'm sad. So, he participated, I'm though. Sad. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. But. Mike, he, uh, he brings his Corsair out. He brings his Corsair in, and he belly landed that thing pretty awesome. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to stick the Corsair, so it's not quite the same. So my question is to you. You've flown everything out there that we've had. Yeah. What is mm. your personal opinion, and what did you like? What would you buy? Yes, that's yeah, my question. Because I know, I know you different. want one. Yeah, I know you I know. want one, and you need to get one. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, what would it be? Boy, that is point, the one question there. At this point, I think it would be the timber, just because um, 
I'm not going to do crazy speed stuff with with a plane like that. I've I've got the planes to do that with my the warbirds. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just want to do. You want you know, something super super slow, something more relaxing. Um, you know, it comes with the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you know he had. Yeah, the yeah you had yeah. a lot. Yeah, right. Right. I had a lot of work to get right. lights. It in just mind. seems like if I would need to get parts, maybe one of the local hobby shops would have it. Mm-hmm. Versus you know ordering from Hobby King, which that's you know, online. Maybe you know could be in stock or could sure. not be. But right. I had the same thing with FW. You know, 190, it doesn't necessarily guarantee. Yeah, it's going to be in stock. Just because you buy something from Horizon. Yeah. Plus, I've got Spectrum oh, as my radio. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, that's that a good of, fit. Yeah, yeah, with the AS3X. So, all things too. considered, so you're leaning I towards think it. I would do that. And and it looks better in person than I thought it would. Based Everybody on the says yeah. that. It, it Everybody does, that it, sees it the timber in person, in person says, that thing looks so much better. Yeah. Even in, without the tail decals? Oh yeah, yeah! <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> but you really can't go wrong with any of those planes. No. That's the thing. There's no losing. There's no, no. like, oh man, you got the ten. And I thought like, about no, the same. No. So would you put awesome. slats on, or would you leave them off? I might try it without. Try it without first. Well, you might as well and because see, you tried it with yeah. it at this point. And I would, if I had right. to get a second option, I'd leave them off and yeah. get a taste of that. But the boy, buy another thing. set of wings, Mike. There you go. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, you go. <laughs> that's like my way. No, seriously. No, that's seriously, what... they're so easy to swap out, right? Yeah, they are, but uh, I didn't look at the expense. I can imagine the wings are pretty expensive. That is a good idea, though. I never really thought of that, buying another set of wings, one with slats, and one depending on what you want to do that day. Yeah. That's a great yeah, idea. That's not a bad idea. What's the price on done. the wings? Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> Andre, look up. that up. Yeah. I want another price. You probably have to buy the servos if it's like the other ones, since I've had to replace a couple of Yeah, because they're in there. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And, but and, was, and the LEDs are in there as well. Oh, that's true. The wing. I think those might come those, included. Yeah, those should be installed, yeah, I think. Right. And servos are pretty cheap. So. Come on, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hear the price on this because the decals 50, threw me. How much? It, are these the wing? Fifty-five, fifty, uh, $56. That's free. Which, come looks on. Like, is that Canadian? Is that Canadian? It's <laughs> US, man. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's with yeah wing set with lights and the uh, might have servos I can't tell from the picture because horizons uh, and no decals you gotta remember to factor oh, the eighteen dollar yeah. decal oh, pack Mike and your decals <laughs> he was so distraught <laughs> he was so distraught that his tail didn't have decals <laughs> on it I'm like Mike who, de- who buys a sheet of decals for nineteen or whatever dollars yeah. I'm not doing it yeah you got to do it. Oh man! But, but honestly, that that would be an option, Mike. If you want to, you know, uh, I don't know. Then you're carrying around two sets of wings. You might as well just buy a second plane. There you go. Well, you so know, I almost, I, almost had, <laughs> I almost had to buy wings when I went between them two trucks and I took out the tail. I can't believe the wings did not take the punishment on that landing. So yeah, that they survived insane. that. I don't know how. There's they, no I damage. Still, I still don't know how I broke the tail and not the wings right. going in straight. Yeah, that is kind of weird. How oh my whatever. <laughs> hey, we actually have a few crash stories. You guys want to hear some? Some of them are hilarious. Yes. All right. It. So what you just before we go there, yeah. you have just the Corsair. Is that your only plane? No, or? I got the Corsair, the FW one ninety is rebuilt. I have the little um uh Harbor Freight Mustang. Got my radio. Oh, you modified that though, that Harbor Freight. I one. did. Yeah, because I was junk. Because it was, junk. Cause it was a brush. Frame was <laughs> yeah, it's fresh motor with uh. That's right. I Twenty-seven that. megahertz radio wow. that came with it or whatever. So yeah. And go through your plane list again, because I'm oh, getting wow. confused. Well, I have the Delta Ray, so that's what I first started to fly with. Okay. Then I have um, the EFX Racer. 
I just don't understand how you went from the Delta Ray to the FX. <laughs> oh, no, I just I did, don't understand. There, there was it, one in between plane. It, it was the FT twenty two. So I mean, I really learned Still, that F twenty two to an EFX racer. Yeah, that's what that's I went. Not yeah. normal. That was my <laughs> and four cell too, not just three oh, cell. Yeah, that's right. I, I, like I felt the need for speed. And I did pretty good. <laughs> I would, I would have, you know what, right in my pants going from an F-22 to an EFX racer this on guy four is the, so. the poster child of that guy that's like, I want a jet. Jets are well, awesome. So that's, that's why I went to the hobby store and I was like, I want a jet? Like, what is this? And the, the guy, he told me, that he backed me down. He's like, no. you ever flowed before? No. All right. Well, you might want to start off with like a champ. Or a, so I got to Delta, Delta Ray. Yeah. And that's it. Great for, play. Oh, for, yeah. for first learning how to fly. I agree. So I did that. I, I built the FT-22. Then I got uh, the FX Racer. Oh, and then, let's see, what, what did I get after that? Then I got the um, FMS P-40. P-41. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, P-40. which, I, or P-40, yes. P-40, yeah. Yeah. I think you saw it yeah, I once, did. Yep. maybe, but yep. I still have, I have to tweak that a little bit more. Yeah. But that's a fast plane. Like once it goes up in there, that was pretty neat. I need to work on that. No, um, I'm curious with you guys. But you had the mighty mini arrow, obviously, because I hit that. Yeah, and then I. Oh yeah. yeah, I have the. You chopped it in half. <laughs> the mini arrow. Mike was chasing me, and which I was doing better chasing the course. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep my distance because I don't want to be chopping all their planes. Yeah, he chopped me out of the sky. That was that was a nice crash story right there. Is there what's on your radar? Like, is there anything that you guys? So I love that my that EFX racer. That's my all time favorite plane. You guys plane. do good with I speed. I don't that understand that. I'm the opposite. I love that, and I'm like they're lawn darts. And I um, the the last time I was out, so I was flying it pretty hot, and I didn't realize how hot I was flying it because I came around for landing. I didn't like that landing, so I came around one more time, and I was lining it up. The engine cut out, so I'm committed there. Like it just and that thing floats for whatever reason. That thing mm-hmm. just flies. And I'm in the middle of the field, and there's a couple sheds right in the middle of the field. I thought I was in front of them. I was not in front of them. So I hit the the shed square in the oh, nose that's of that right. plane, and it just yep. it it took out my engine pretty and, much. And Pat, yep. the funny thing was, Pat and I were going, uh, uh, sh- shed, shed. shed. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I got this, I got this. Bang! Smack. Boom, dropped. But yeah. nothing yeah. happened to the frame or anything like that. That I'm So I had to order another um Motor and Andre, I think I got the same motor as you. They didn't have the stock one in, but man, um, that brought back 20, Vision Air in my mind, huh? Yeah, when you said shed, I think in trees. Oh yeah, we were going, we were yelling at Mike, thing. same thing. Trees, Mike, trees, trees. <laughs> I'm way closer. Oh, I'm now. good. I'm good. <laughs> Did not heed their advice right. one so, bit. Okay, so I'm not the, good. I put that new motor in. Well, didn't I, you get a carbon fiber mount also, <laughs> like a lighter mount? I thought you said. No, no, the okay, mount's the same. Okay, the okay. Mount, I didn't think it was damaged that well and so i got a new engine i put that in and it started to vibrate when i threw it up in the air the next time and i don't think i had the screws in all the way or i don't know it was out of balance or my cg was off but i ended up not making it fly so far and i think i think it's fine the engine i think it's fine i just need to put that together but i love that plane so i love the speed of that yeah and if i could order another one i would (laughs) but it's been out of stock for Ever really because I love that. Really? Oh my gosh, I yeah. keep checking like every week, really? like everything I, is out I, of that. I've fixed mine a few times. I did the same thing, I nosed over into the into the ice 
and I mucked up the main bearings. Uh, I ran it for a little longer, but the bearings were done, so I put in the 23. I had the proper motor sitting in a bin, you know, for when I killed this this one. Um, but like I said, it's like every, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got six batteries, and like, I'll go, great, five tosses, perfect, and then number six, I'll do something wrong, and just, yeah. dunk, over she goes, mm-hmm. right? Um, I well, love- at least I got the wing back together, because I warped it that uh, last year, flight fest there and i i've got it back together and the last couple flights have been great but i just the last toss i uh, just i threw it up and i broke a prop and i'm like Ugh, i'll have to go replace the prop but yeah it's it's one of those airplanes that uh oh, you there's know, nothing you, like you, the speed and the sound that no thing whistles yeah. Through the air. i that, love that, that. And the, the guys will all stop at the field it, right wild, yes. you know, i know you can just it just oh the sound carries it's so neat so that this Excalibur I, really has my attention. Like, I'd be so freaking Does it make nervous. that, Andre, does it make the same kind of noise that the FX? No. No, it's a little no, different. It is a lot. It's a lot quieter. Um, the joy with with the Excaliburs, when you, like Stuart said, you, you do the dive, but you come off yeah. power off, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, the prop closes back and it just does that whistle. It's all air like noise. I said, That's yeah, I love the speed. I like the speed is my thing. Oh, I, I love the see, speed. See, that's why I think this would be great. I know. Yeah, that's why I'm like twitching. I'm like, <laughs> all right. We did 99 miles an hour going at the radar gun, and that was, and I wasn't doing really good, confident dives because I wasn't comfortable sure. with the aircraft yet. So when you know, if I get a good day where I can get a good ceiling out of maybe it, maybe the just middle of the day instead. Dust How long does the battery too? last for you? Uh, I've I've gotten about I have to look at my remote I don't have it nearby but I've I've gotten five minutes okay. and that's just me that's me going hard Pretty with hard. it so it's one of those things where unlike the EFX you, you know you shut the motor off on this thing on mm-hmm. on the uh, Excalibur so you stop it and then you know so you can you 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 can extend those flight times and that was my goal this weekend unfortunately the weather and conditions of the fields haven't let me uh, obtain that but I. I'd say you could do twice, three times as long if you're just, you know, kind of beaming along. So, you, you know, you power up, you do your dives, and you go back, and you just go. And I was doing some slow speed stuff, and then you could fire it. I don't know if you've ever had it with your EFX, but if you get too slow and then you try and bring the power up, you've got to be really yes. linear on that delivery yeah. or you're, the thing's just going to roll over, yes. right? It, it does. So. It's, a, it's a little touchy as far as that. So you don't get that at all on the uh, – No. No, the, no with this that big wing. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> so like tempting now, especially since I can't – Get, if I don't get my EFX back up and running, yeah, I, I'm seriously going to consider getting this. For sure. Didn't didn't Stewart say uh, he got 15 or almost 20 minutes? You know, if you're yes. just doing yeah. the up if and gliding, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, like, because I, I mean, you guys are talking about how long your, your battery lasts. I've never. I'm I'm terrible for doing the milk runs because it's like ah I, that's what the radiance for yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah. I'm like I'm if I'm flying the uh, you know and, and of course we know my my Tundra is like supercharged so yeah because yeah, even I we don't understand that one. yeah I don't either <laughs> he got a hopped up one nobody <laughs> there's no something's going you, on with that we should have ran that by Stewart yeah forgot. that's right we should have asked Stewart if he got Andre what's going the, on yeah. here this one he's got is right. not like the stop yeah that's for but sure. so okay besides the Excalibur I know because it's the hot topic and we're all like drooling over the thing but is there anything else that you guys out there that's been on your radar or anything of course we're coming in the winter too that always kind of you're like usually i don't buy too much going in the winter you know but anything else anything that's come out that's uh piqued the interest at all that that b17 does kind of oh yeah i always wanted you know yeah just to kind of fly scale yeah around and uh yeah that would be plane yeah oh it's so big though 
just so huge. We yeah. Problem with it. And yep. I've got new batteries and all that. Yeah. Outside of that, um, I want to get into the FPV stuff. So yeah, FPV would be cool. I would love to do that. I mean, why I, aren't you guys doing FPV with the arrows then? I already told him. I know, Andre. Huh? I had a big talk with him last See, weekend. I did. said, get the arrow, go on like Gear Best, oh. whatever, buy a twenty dollars set of. You get yep. the camera and transmit everything. Buy some cheap Hobby King goggles. You're, you know, you're set. Yeah. Hundred bucks, you're, you're in. Yeah, yeah. That was like, my thing. It's so expensive, and the technology changes for all the FPV stuff. Like the real uh, nice I, stuff. Yeah, I don't but think I, I would want to buy I goggles like Andre them. was using yeah. either. Well, not <laughs> that, but I mean, I replaced my goggles. <laughs> I cannot do with Atari Pixel <laughs> 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 uh, The, new, the, the, the attitude B2s awful. are nice, but honestly. Um, I went on a huge FPV hiatus, hiatus, and it was the arrow that that brought me yeah. back into the game. And I, it was funny because I had gone a while, and then I was flying, and that's when I put the thing through the goalpost and kind of ripped it in half. But this afternoon, my buddy's showing up, and he's got me a freshly printed 3D cage, 3D uh, printer cage. So I'm going to be able to rehabilitate my arrow because that's what broke. It, the, the center section shattered, so I'm going to rehabilitate it and have it all ready to go again. But um, no, Mike, I now have my Attitude V2s, yeah, and they have funny. race. I have a, the 32-channel the race band uh, receiver installed into them. I modified those suckers. Oh, it looks sweet. <laughs> it does look yeah. sweet. So what's really nice about that is I've gotten away from all the other channels that the other guys are using. So, But honestly, guys, I mean, I, I love the uh, the arrow for flying FPV because it's one of those things. My goggle goes down. I do a little toss, and off it goes, 3S, 1300. And I've even got that little micro camera, um, and I'm going to probably put those on and run that on the other arrow. But uh, they've taken a beating. I've had my arrows now since um, February or March of this year. They're... The, the stock one is starting to actually finally get a little soft. I've had to glue the the motor pod inside because it's starting to get a little too soft to uh, – it was flopping around pretty good. But I'm going to fix that because today when we go to dinner at my parents' place, I'm bringing that arrow with me because that's the plane I fly at the small parks and mm -hmm. stuff. So uh, I tell you guys, you, you know what? Have you seen the – speaking of things uh, for FPV, have you seen the wing that Josh cooked up? I did. I Actually, did. I think I was down here when the they were kind of testing it out yeah, a little bit. Watching that on I didn't their, their video yet. blogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that looks cool. That. Looks big old uh, flight-test race wing. I thought that looked pretty cool, too, actually. Yeah. I have no excuse, yeah. though, for the FPV because, you know, Mike ate my other um, arrow. But I fixed it. I mean, <laughs> it was super quick fix. I and mean, he didn't even yeah. need to do this, but he, he bought me another um, a mini okay. arrow. To, yeah. So I want to put some That'd stuff on there. I want to get it to go one. fast. My other one just sips on the battery. I can fly that all day, and I have it, if you, it lit up, I'll, too. Do you have access to a 3D printer? I do. Yeah, actually. Okay, I, I will send you the design for the cage. I run on mine on my fast FPV1. I run the cage. I have a 2204 motor uh, and a 5-inch, and that allows me to run like a 13, 3S1300, like my nanotechs. And that thing screams. Does it? Ah, oh yeah. Right. Check out some of my videos on the channel. You'll see a couple there where I'm I'm just bombing around. And now it's funny, Mike. I I flew with the new goggles with the arrow for the first time. Okay. I had you, to land. And you scared yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I had to adjust the focus on the camera. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you had to turn it a little. I had resolution. I could see mm -hmm. I was out of focus. Mm -hmm. Well, you so, should did fine then, with that, though. Yeah. I mean, come on, you're used yeah, to it. Yeah, I mean, a little well, blur is. Is nothing. that a tree? Oh, <laughs> no, it couldn't have been. That's Mike no. standing. Yeah. There. Oh, 
Way off. But and then I, of course, then I started getting all all brave, and that's when I went through the narrow post and kind of killed the arrows temporarily. So, um, but it's uh, no that that plane. If you're looking for something and and you know you're, you're competent flying, you know the arrow well, then that uh, that is your gateway plane. I think because it's, oh, it's yeah. so docile. I love that um, plane. I would actually, you know what? I would start off. I would stick with your slower setup for the FPV yes, and I then step up to the speed. No, because, you see, know, that's not my style. Right. No, I go right for the yeah. speed. Yeah, it's all or light. none for me. He's going to put on the EFX racer, I think, when he gets Well, this is on. it. I'll send him the <laughs> link right. with a picture of the FPV on the EFX racer, then, and then he's set, <laughs> you know? That's better. That's better. You're going to see that trigger, that pose coming at you at record speed. That are going to be like... I'm in the next park. <laughs> I think I'm within the five miles of the airport. God, it's not a good thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all this. Uh, no, there's so many facets to it. So, uh, I think for me, Chris, if you're gonna, if I'm looking, uh, I have so many projects in the works. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I've got to build that big juggernaut wing from Sweet Wings. Actually, I last night. I was kind of, uh, by the end of the day, it was raining and everything, and I didn't want to start building anything, but I started hacking into the uh, my old uh, Blunt-Nose Versa wing, and I was cutting together some uh, LED lights, Mike, and everything, and I got one of my um, one of my uh, uh, nice uh, flight controllers to finally work with this thing, so I'm like, okay, let's just see if we can keep this plane going for a bit until I have the other wing built up, so. And then I've got, for the winter, I've got from Flight Test, I have... Um, the otter, the sea otter. Oh yeah. So yeah, I picked that up, and that's and that that's more one of those things to see how well it winters. So that's mm-hmm. going to be going up against things like the uh, the skipper, and obviously the sky basically mule. sky mule, tundra, mm-hmm. uh, pawnee. Oh you know, yeah. Yep. I may even put the sukhoi out. I'm going to put out the. I'm going to put skis on oh, my uh, no. my corsair. The pawnee has yeah. skis. I didn't no, he that. put skis on it. Oh, yeah. on the pony? Yes, I put skis on the pony, and it flew really well last year. Actually, awesome. The only problem awesome. with the pony being a low wing is every time you tuck the, every time you drop the flaps, it'd start hitting uh, the snow. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, it went. All right, so it's, uh, crash stories. Crash All stories. Right. How about we'll get we'll read a few because we're coming up on a couple hours here. Um, first, the first one I wanted to read is from our buddy Paul Jennings, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because. And he even talks about it. Is um, Paul was the one that was spotting for uh, Mike Coolins there when we were doing the Radian fly, who saved your Radian. Exactly. And the reason he, he's talking about it is because three days after that, he crashed his Radian. So he wanted to talk about it. So he says, uh, Paul says, here's a little crash story of mine that's odd, painful, and a little humorous. So at Flight Fest 2016, I was spotting for Mike Coolins when he was flying at what? I was wondering, is there, but there's no way we could try calling him, could we? Who? Paul, that I had tell it. I do have his phone number here. Let's try it. Well, I'd have to get him on Skype, though. I don't think I have Paul on I Skype. I would really, I mean, if you can maybe look at that, we'll talk about something else in the meantime. I don't think I know I, he would love it, because he said he would love to join our podcast sometime. And if it's a good story, I think it'd be great. I don't think I have Paul on Skype, though. That'd be our only problem. Okay. All right. All right. Next Maybe time. Maybe next time he'll he'll probably have another good. Yeah, because I I'd like to talk to him a little bit. He's getting his pilot's license, so he. We'll, be have, we'll have things we can talk yeah. with him on. Okay. All right. Sorry to interrupt. So at Flight Fest 2016, <laughs> I was spotting for Mike Collins while he was flying his Radian. 
Uh, and then we talked on the podcast his uh, near miss story. Anyway, not less than three days after the near miss, I was flying around my own radiant. I had it for a while and never had anything adversely affect any of my flights. I was having a blast flying this morning, so I popped up a second battery, hand launched, and started thermal searching. Not more than a couple minutes after starting the second flight, I saw a few hawks doing some thermaling. I decided to head over to see if we could find what they were in. Well, I guess that they didn't like the idea of us sharing a thermal together because after a few seconds of them of me flying with them, one of them decided to go after me. I saw, I saw him started to go towards me, so I pushed the nose down and tried to go out-dive him. I managed to get away. Woo, that was close. So I made up my mind to let them have their own thermal while I went back and looked for some more uh, elsewhere. I guess the one that still didn't. I guess one of them still didn't like the idea of me flying in his airspace. And suddenly he popped out of nowhere and snatched my battery hatch. Oh, well, I was already a little in a little bit of a dive. So the next thing I know, there I was with a battery dangling out of my radiant and flopping in the breeze. Well, I leveled off my dive, and, and I guess when I did it, it was a little too fast because all of a sudden I see the battery plumbing, <laughs> plumbing towards the ground. Now. I'm in really bad shape. A battery is heading towards one of the tractors that they haven't yet put away, and then I'm in an uncontrolled glider. Well, I guess that the last input I had was a little bit of down elevator because my glider gained speed. It started going more and more straight down. This is where my heart sank. Well, only a few seconds after the battery ejected, I heard a di- the dreaded crack. The crisp white foam crashing into the hard ground. As I ran, I ran as fast as I could to the plane to inspect the damage. Not as bad as I expected, just a slightly obliterated nose and a mid-fuselage. I had reinforced the whole tail with a carbon fiber as is really floppy otherwise. A huge must for the Radian. A broken prop, the foam that held the wing and somehow broke out in the perfect unscathed Radian wing went through. Anyway... The total damage consists of one smashed nose, one broken prop, and a totally lost battery hatch. And he actually attached some pictures with it. So, and it, it's bad, but not. It could have been worse for slamming into the ground. You can see where the wing yeah. came out. So poor Paul, he saved you, Mike. And then three days later, he totally disintegrated his. Uh, oh man. Yeah. All right, this other one's from David Crawford, and I met David at Flight Fest. Super great guy. We talked to him for quite a while, and he was the one uh, we got up early one morning. He was cruising around his J3 Cub and uh, doing all kinds of crazy inverted stuff with it on Sunday morning. So he heard that we wanted a crash story, and I didn't. he, he didn't say too much. I didn't even actually know that he had a crash at um, Flight Fest, but here's his story. He said, I spent weeks and weeks building an FT Sportster, especially for Flight Fest. I came up with my own paint to scheme, carefully masked it off, painted up the parts before I put it together. I also ordered some LEDs for the wings so I could do some night flying. I had never really worked with LEDs in an RC plane, so I took a lot of trial and error to get them set up correctly. I was so proud of the finished product that I didn't want to take a chance that I might damage it, so I didn't even maiden it until I got up to Flight Fest. I got to Flight Fest with no damage and couldn't wait to get it in the air. First flight was great. Second flight was awesome, and it just kept getting better and better. I couldn't believe how great this bird flew. I burned six packs the first day and was loving it. Then, the sun started to sink below the horizon. It was time to light her up. I had just put a full string of red and green LEDs along the front and the back by the wing spar. Those white wings went solid red on one side and solid green on the other. So I took off and watched in awe as my beautiful Sportster sailed through the air. 
I was really getting into how awesome this plane looked and flew. Bam! She's going down in a spiral. I gave it full throttle, opposite rudder, up elevator. She's starting to pull out. Something's not right. One wing was lit. One was not. What just happened? I bought her around, landed her right at my feet. The wings were ripped out of their place, and there was a huge gash on the side where my LEDs are hanging out of the wing. But somehow I can repair it. (laughs) My spotter says, that's the guy that ran into you. Here comes a guy out from behind the Flight Fest 2016 banner, cradling a bunch of foam chunks in his arms like a baby. And I said, hey, man, sorry we hit each other. What was that anyway? And he said, well, it was a brand new P-51 Mustang from Stone Blue Airlines, and it was its maiden. Oops. He says, I straightened my wing, fired up the glue gun, ripped out the LEDs, broke out the packing tape, and flew the world record event with it later on. So, could you imagine you're out there at night, and everybody knows it was there at Flight Fest yeah. at night. Like, there was some planes just zooming around at 900 miles an hour, and you're just tinkering along with your little FT Sportster, and, you know, boom. That was a pretty good story, Dave. All uh, right. Your heart would sink for sure, though. No, Especially no, when no, you're not, uh, you don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Still there, Andre? I am, All I right, am. Just checking. Just checking. Everything's a little weird today and not working properly. So, uh, all right. This next story is from our buddy Frank, uh, Swiss Freak on the forums. And this is funny. It makes me laugh so hard. And it's a good one. Who is this? This is from Frank. Do you remember Frank? Big tall guy. He's a big uh, David Vindestol advocate. Yes. He he had that weird trouble. What's his last name? Because I didn't uh, know Debros. D-E-B-R-O-S. I know exactly who he is. Yeah. Well, he's crashed a couple radians here right in a row. And it's pretty funny. All right, he says, I got a little crash story. We talked a little bit over Instagram and at Flight Fest, but I figured I'd uh, repeat, you could repeat it on the podcast. Yes, technically it's a plane and a tree story, but I think the context adds some value. <laughs> Apparently I'm cursed when it comes to radians. I've spent years listening to you guys on the podcast yammer on about how much you love your stinking radians. <laughs> and the whole time I'd just roll my eyes and think, please, it's Not just another. a three-channel glider. How good could it really be? So, this spring happened to go on sale at Horizon's website, so I said, screw it, I'm buying one. I got back from my deployment and was sitting there in my closet waiting for me. Awesome. I got a battery for it, bound it up, tossed it, maiden. Beautiful. It just flew. It went up and it came back down, back up, back down. I couldn't stop grinning. It was everything you guys said. See, see, Frank, I kept telling you. (laughs) I finally understood for about two weeks, I would get home from work, finishing dinner, dinner as the kids were hanging out, and I'd go fly a couple of laps around the elementary middle school track that was on the other side of my back fence. The boys would ooh and ah as my radiant sword majestically back and forth, and all my stress from the day would be gone. And I'm also thinking I'm finally going to fly this thing with the guys at Flight Fest. Then there was that one day. There was a storm rolling in, but I thought, dang it, I'm getting a flight in. Flew for a while, had no issues, and then I turned it towards back me, and I realized that I was on the other side of that big, huge tree and below the top of it. Too late, I heard her go crashing into the branches from across the track. And when I say top of the tree, I mean a solid 60 feet or more. Big oak tree, probably 50 years older than every house in the neighborhood. I tried wagging the flight controls and kicking in the motor to try to break it free, at least get it lower. All for my troubles was a prop and the spinner tumbling out of the tree. (laughs) 
She's stuck, and now it's raining. Oh, well, I guess I'll go man. back someday with a ladder and try to get the bottom branches so I could try to climb up and shake it loose. I come back the next day with my six-foot ladder in order to get to the bottom branch and realize that I need a 12-foot ladder. Oh, wow. That's how big the freaking tree is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I talk to the owner of the house where the tree is, leave my number, and tell me that if it ever comes down, give me a call. This is Memorial, <clears throat> this is Memorial Day weekend or a couple days after. So I head over to the local hobby shop and say, Alan, I need another Radian. They're out of stock, he says. I can order you one, but have you heard about the XL? I said, yeah, I heard about it on this podcast I listened to. <laughs> but I really want to fly a Radian at Flight Fest, so I was wanting something sooner. He says, the XL is supposed to be in by the end of June. It's only 40 bucks more than the original Radian. Sold. So I go on vacation for the month of June, come back at the end of June, there it is, still, up in the tree, about halfway, lodged into a nice V into the branches. He's talking about his original radium. Yes. In the meantime, my XL has come in, so I take it out for a maiden. Again, everything you guys said, it's huge, heavy, slow climber, but otherwise flies just like the OG radium. It doesn't really even fit in, in my car, but it's awesome anyway. <laughs> Can't wait to take it to Flight Fest in a few weeks. A couple days later... I'm doing my evening flight with the XL. I power up, launch, climb, get to altitude, probably higher than I should be since it's bigger, but it looks the same size anyway. I nose over, turn around, come back, and immediately lose, lose radio signal. Uh-oh. Oh, She's in a 70-ish degree dive. I have <laughs> no power, no control, and she's going into somebody's yard. Oh, no. <laughs> Crunch. Oh. I mean, I'm like two blocks away over, and I can hear it plain as day. The only thing I'm hoping is that it didn't land in this somebody's car or on somebody's yeah. roof or in the middle of someone's get-together. I definitely didn't want to deal with some angry drone hater. <laughs> I didn't want any issues of them giving me the business about crashing my plane in their yard, and I'm already tore up because I know I totaled a brand-new glider. Frank, this is not oh, good. Oh, man. You know what, Frank? Oh, I man. feel for you. And I, I did meet this guy. Yeah. I talked to him quite a bit. And he was even struggling with the mini tricopter. This guy is very knowledgeable about yep. Fox. Re he researches everything. Yep. And to hear that he had these issues, I, oh, I did man. not know that. So, I feel for him, too. So, I start to head through the neighborhood in the direction of the crash. I get to the general vicinity and see this head pop up from behind the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a drone hater. Don't be a drone hater. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put the shotgun down. Put the shotgun down. Here is this 14-year-old kid. Oh. Hey, dude, did you just crash your phone in my yard? <laughs> he says... It takes a group of four or five kids to carry out all the pieces. Oh, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen a battery split open like this before. <laughs> Amazingly, it didn't burst into flames. Oh, Frank, we're gonna have to sit down and talk more. Obviously, there, there isn't a single piece of the glider that isn't damaged. The fuselage is a total loss. My motor electronics seem okay. All the wing panels and tail surfaces have damage, but I might be able to salvage it. I'm heartbroken. No radiant for me at Flight Fest, after all. And this was the 4th of July. He might be able to make like a Nerf football out of it. <laughs> <laughs> if he's lucky. <laughs> so, 
Fast forward to the very end of July, and I get a call as I'm leaving town on a business that my radian has finally fallen out of the tree. This means that it has been up there for roughly two months in North Carolina in the hottest time of the year with a daily high of about 102 with a in heat index of 110 every day for the past two months with the occasional thunderstorm mixed in. I can't wait to see what the phone looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get back a couple weeks later and I go pick it up. Yeah, it's rough. There's practically algae growing on it or mold. I don't know. The foam now has the rigidity of a sheet of wet paper. The battery is still plugged in. <laughs> and yet somehow it's the least puffy battery yeah. I have. Oh, my gosh. The motor spins all right, but I'm guessing there's probably some rust in the bearings. It's pretty bad. So that's how my experience has been with the Radiance. It hasn't gone very well thus far. I'm committed to getting both back in the air. I think the radio and electronic or electrical gear in both is still functional. I'll probably have to replace the foam on the original radio. That's too expensive. If it's too expensive, I'll at least have to replace the fuselage on the XL, but hopefully I can salvage the wings and tail again, and the running gear and electric equipment should be okay. It won't be cheap. I don't have to buy a whole new radian. Mama didn't raise no quitter. I will fly again. <laughs> Hopefully that qualifies as a worthwhile crash story. Oh. I know it's a little long-winded, but but thanks for not giving up on the podcast. I really love listening to you guys talk. Frank, that is a fantastic oh, he story. He's a great guy too. From what I, I love it. I know him and David were working on the mini truck. Yeah, you could tell the guy knew knew his stuff too, and to have these incidents like this, wow. We're gonna have something to share. Hopefully, he can make it to next year's flight because I'm definitely spending more time yeah. to talk about yeah, this much, guy's crash stories. <laughs> I had to replace my radiant foam. It's not. It's not terrible. It's like a hundred bucks, I think. You did the most amazing thing with your new radiant <laughs> I have ever seen in my entire life, and I think we mentioned it, but yeah. I, I don't know if you were here when we talked about. It. You have a brand new radiant. Pulled it out of the box, and I don't know. I we're gonna start making a checklist for you I know, I when know, you bring out your, your because first is FW one ninety with reverse controls yep. that you ended up inverting and missing a group of people uh, by about ten I'll feet. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that was that was scary. The look on those I know, guys' face. I know. <laughs> they were so mad. That, they were so mad they couldn't I, even say anything. I think they uh, were drone they haters. Were that. That had to be the worst walk of shame I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, we're, like, we're, like, we're like, I'm not going yeah, over there. Near that. You're on your own on yeah, that one, buddy. I think I just compromised the whole plane. Ooh, and yeah. just leave it's all part. yours. <laughs> just take it home. Do what you want with it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so flash forward, what, three, four, I don't even know how long it's yeah. been. You get a brand new Radian, the new version. Pull it out of the box. Everything. I'm thinking this is a radian. This is going to be easy. I'm not even worried about yeah, nothing. Exactly. I I don't even remember what I was doing. You were you were doing something. You were maybe getting the uh, the phantom. Maybe that's what it was. I was getting the phantom so. ready I, I over by my truck. Yeah. Next thing I know, I hear it take off. I'm not paying attention. I'm putting props on or whatever, and I see an inverted radian <laughs> ten feet off going over my head. Like what just happened? Inverted radian, brand new. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> lands it I don't know how inverted I don't know. and basically didn't put a scratch on it yeah, that's right oh that my was... gosh and what happened you ever, the controls were reversed right yeah the controls were reversed oh my gosh you're I killing me I know I couldn't believe it wow I didn't know this happened twice to him oh my gosh no so we were over at the other school Scott and I the one night and Scott wasn't even flying anything no and I'm kind of cruising around and mine wasn't ever like it 
it moved pretty fast. So at one point, I'm kind of low over by the other school, and I start turning, and it starts getting squirrely. Like, it, it starts to roll over, and I try and give it more power, and that's not good because then it just starts corkscrewing. I was like, ah. So I, I, I pull power, but then we hear the smack. Oh, yeah. It, know, it, it's the concrete. It took a nosedive. So, yeah, I took a chunk out of the wing. <laughs> I mean, the, the motor mount was cracked. I mean, so, yeah, so I I'd replace all the foam. Buy Mike's favorite sticker set, you know, because <laughs> you have to have the stickers. <laughs> stickers kill you. I man. know. So uh, anyway, but yeah, it's hundred, maybe hundred ten dollars, something like that. All right, we'll do hit that responsible adult button. I know. That's all I know. I know. I, I'll, I'll read a couple more. They're, the last one is really good, and it just really made. But this one's pretty good well, too. Frank's was really. Good. Frank's was there, good. That That's hard to beat. Ready. Yeah. All right, this is a uh, tricopter story, actually. Hey, my name is Nicholas. I have a pretty good story for you. Things started off, been flying planes for two years and spent most of my time on the Twisted Hobbies Crack Yak. Hey, Mike, you know what that is, right? Awesome plane. I think you've mentioned it in the podcast a few times. Anyways, last year I got in the Malta Rota Fever and asked for the uh, RC Explorer Mini Tri for Christmas. I built it, got it flying the next few weeks, and, it, and flew it a few times. It seemed to me that things kept breaking left and right, and each crash left me with a hole with, with a substantial amount of money. Since I'm a high school student and self-funded, my hobby, uh, I don't have much money to spare. I left the multi-rotor scene for a while. Just last August, after going to Flight Fest, I was finally able to save up enough to get David's new baby try. So he's got the baby try already. It was exactly what I thought would be a perfect mix between a QAV 210 and a Mini Tri. I built it up with some electronics that I salvaged from the Mini and borrowed some motors. The little beast is absolutely fantastic. I've smashed it into many things and it just keeps <laughs> flying. So, one day I was flying in a ravine near my house, racing up and down at top speed. I felt a need for a change of pace, so I decided to see if the Baby Tri would do anything uh, good for like more cinema, uh, cinema. What do you? What's that word? Cinem- yeah, cinematography shots. I started practicing slow orbits to reveal shots around a row of of three huge trees, probably eighty feet tall. I was doing the reveal shot of the right tree, so I thought, and I started going backwards and climbing in altitude. All of a sudden, I saw a spinning. I saw spinning and heard a very angry prop noises. Confused, I thought for a second until I realized that the tree I was orbiting around was the middle tree. I had parked my tri way up in the right tree. Now, as a completely self-taught pilot, I've been up more than my fair share of trees, so that wasn't a problem. The issue was figuring out where the little bugger was. I was pretty sure which tree it was in, so I tried to arm the copter. Unfortunately, since the tri wasn't level, it didn't arm, so I still had no idea where it was. Also, I hadn't gotten around to installing a buzzer yet. Big mistake. After looking at the tree at every angle, I thought, Imaginable. I had a reasonably intelligent thought. Tail tune. If I said to tail tune, it would have moved the servo all around, and sure enough, I found the copter in no time. If it had been a quad, I would have been so done. So I ran home, grabbed a pole saw, and with a few minutes of very surgical prodding, I managed to dislodge it in a very unceremonial thumping 40 feet to the ground. When it landed, I picked it up, gave it a once-over, and tossed it in the air. As, it, as expected, it flew just fine. Now, this is where the, uh, the dumb comes in. I decided to go back under the hood, and the camera looked absolutely awful. It was all purple and distorted. I figured that I must have fried the, the uh, TX or the camera. Just to be safe, I changed the transmitter channels, too. I first increased by one in the transmitter and then one on the RX. It still looked awful, so I called it a day. 
Once I got home, I took it all apart, tested the camera, tested everything separate, and there were about a half hour tinkering looking into my goggles and it was the same picture. For some reason, I thought it might be smart to toggle the channels. And sure enough, the image came through crystal clear. All that trouble and worry just to find out that I was on the wrong channel. My theory here is the copter fell out of the tree, the image came... Uh, the copter fell out of the tree, uh, landing pushed the channel button, proceeding to completely mess with my head. Lesson learned. Before ringing up a soldering iron, check the simple stuff first. And I have done that. I couldn't tell you how many times <laughs> I thought something was wrong and I just bumped the channel. All right, one more, and this one's good. Andre, you're going to like this one. All right. All right, here we go. This is, this is fantastic because <laughs> I've done this too. All right. Uh... This is from uh, Alexandre, E-L-E-X-A, how do you say it? Alexandre, E-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-E. Does that sound right? Alexandre. Yeah. Okay, anyway. About 20 years ago, my father used to have this beautiful post-World War I type biplane called the Hawker Tomet. See a picture. Okay. It was well motorized with a four-stroke gas engine making the sound almost like a real aircraft. That beauty was flying so nicely we would take it anywhere, especially in the French coast during the summer holidays, even if it meant traveling seven hours with the wings attached above our heads in the roof of the car. Oh, God. That's commitment there. <laughs> yeah. I remember people on the beach cheering for every looping and applauding for every good landing. As a 12-year-old son, I must admit I was pretty proud. One day, my father decided to create a bomb-dropping system for the airplane. <laughs> oh, man, I'm already starting to laugh. <laughs> A few weeks later, we were on the beach ready to test it in front of the usual 20 or 30 curious people passing by. My dad takes off, makes a few loops and rolls to warm up the audience. I couldn't wait any, any longer. Drop the bomb, Dad, drop the bomb. I said just as loud, loud enough so that everybody knew what was going to happen and, uh, and they were waiting for it. So here comes the crucial moment. He aligns a plane parallel to the be beach. Uh, trigger the switch. Everybody staring at the bomb as it makes the most perfect parabolic trajectory to the ground. Nothing to do with nowadays with like with those cheap foam bombs that look more like uh, falling fuselage pieces. And guess what? Exactly when it hit the ground, we heard this large boom. I remember thinking for a second, but the bomb wasn't supposed to make any noise. What was it? Well, remember when I said everybody was staring at the bomb? <laughs> It appeared that everybody indeed, including the pilot, which included I, quit in uh, free-flying the plane, went right into the ground. So his dad was flying the plane, dropped the bomb, wasn't paying attention, looking at the bomb, and forgot to fly the plane. Oh, my gosh. That's an impressive bomb. I can see that happening so, so easily. Nope. <laughs> Nobody saw the crash, but the plane hit so hard that it was completely destroyed. Oh, Small pieces of balsa everywhere. Even the gas engine was shredded into oh, two wow. parts. Wow. You often talk about the walk of shame, but this time we also had the picking up of hundreds of pieces of broken parts. All of the shame. Imagine the kids all around saying, Oh, I found the wheel. Other people come around. Is this a plastic part? Is this part of your plane? Ironically, the only part that remained intact was the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you would think that my father would have learned the lesson. Next time, don't look at the bomb and stay focused on the plane. Well, he did for a while until two years ago when he dropped two bombs off our customized Park Zone Corsair F4U. 
same story. Beautiful bomb drop, beautiful tra- trajectory, airplane fully destroyed, walk of shame. <laughs> but this yeah. time we laughed out loud because we knew that it was makes for some nice memories. Thanks for the show, Alex from France. And he actually uh, has some pictures of the of the plane in here. It, oh, it, it's beautiful. It is beautiful yeah. airplane. You can see it, Mike. I'll show you. That's what it was. Oh, wow. Oh. Shredded. It's pretty uh, funny that he did it twice, though. Yeah, it's twice. Right. If that right. Especially a ball That stuff. would be me. Oh. I would do something twice. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. I learned my lesson because uh, years ago when we had the T-28, uh, I, I modified and put the, uh, their, their I guess it would be the Horizon, or no, the Hobby Zone drop module on it. that drops the little bombs or the parachute guy. And I did the same thing. The kids were running around. I got up high. I dropped it. And I was watching the kids. And i not paying a lick of attention. <laughs> oh, man. Luckily, yeah, I let go of the sticks. I was not paying attention. The plane just, you know, Sailed. straight and level. Straight. Oh. But it was like, if you know where we fly, it was clear over, like, by Bueller's, by the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> did you get it? I like, got it back. back. <laughs> I got it back. I got, I got lucky. I guess. Yeah. I couldn't That's see no, it. Was, I didn't even know what direction oh, it was gosh. going. I just got That's lucky. That's a distance. Yeah. That's yeah. a distance. Yeah. I learned real quick. Like, don't do that no, n- n- anymore. Yeah. But it's so easy. You're like, oh, drop the bomb. and you're just caught yeah. the yeah, the like, hey, you gotta fly the plane. You gotta fly the plane. Wow. Yeah, so. I better avoid bomb drops. It sounds like <laughs> it doesn't take much for me to lose attention. Yeah. I can't even follow a radian, let alone some type of bomb dropping. Oh, up up on the screen. Of course, you know people listening can't see it, but uh, the the video came up of the B seventeen V two. Man, it's a beautiful looking airplane. Oh, it does look you know, it's something I I, I want. And would love to fly, but it'd be something kind of like Andre's P forty. It would probably sit on the shelf more than anything, you know. Hey. What? Huh? <laughs> Who said that? He's still there. Huh? Oh yeah. I'm we, working we, on we it. We thought man. you I'm were working gone. on it. This what? Hey, you know, I could have been flying this morning, but I'm here to talk to I you, know. man. I just, um, I just got <laughs> it. Hound you, because how long have you had that plane in it? It, it hasn't flown. It will. Hey, it was last year's birthday gift, so my intention is to fly it on my birthday this oh, year. Wow. So one year later, that's one a, year that's, later, that's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Now you tell him, Mike. You tell him. <laughs> yeah. But I've flown the Spitfire. I've flown the Corsair. You know, I've flown the Albatross. So we're we're going good. Uh, oh man. Yeah, you know what, just gotta, sh- ship it down to me. I'll get it up in the air for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Test the durability. Yeah. We'll send it back in three boxes. <laughs> bag. <laughs> yeah, garbage bag. Ziploc bag. Ziploc bag. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was fun. Everything is slowly going on. Yeah, no. It's, uh, it's one of those things. I'm just uh, time and everything, but yeah. I, I've been I've been enjoying flying the warbirds and, and getting all the other ones out too. Good. What do you think, guys? That was a fun podcast. Oh, been great. here yeah, over two some, hours. Nice rainy day. Yeah. Store, so. I have to uh, get this off here and go check the footage. And make sure uh, make sure Got it's you. okay. Oh, I'm keeping fingers crossed. Oh, jeez. Been sweating bullets here. Well, what do you say we get out of here? It was fun. Had a good time. We Very learned good. a lot. It'll probably be a while to let listeners hear my voice again. Just give you a heads up. <clears throat> we will Skype you from the tree stand, Back, Mike. To, the, back to the Come on, Mike. Get, we'll get you a little start. earpiece, Mike. Come on. We'll get you I an earpiece. I will be gone until about middle of January oh. at this point. Every weekend? Uh, we'll, oh, every yeah. week. Oh, yeah. I live in a tree. Jeez. <laughs> 
So Chris, we'll just send out the the, the, the your P3, and you know That's we'll uh, right. we'll just we'll, we'll just do the live stream off That's that. Right. Just hover there. And That's Mike really doesn't gonna, have to worry about hunting. That's gonna really you know. hinder the deer coming. In. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what if I camouflage it? We'll put a little. <laughs> hey, Mike, we'll we'll sprinkle a little female deer urine yeah, on it. Yeah. You know, bomb drop it. Bomb drop it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll hook you up. <laughs> we'll pay no mind to the levitating. He'll be hitting me with it. <laughs> My wife will be like, "Man, what did you do?" Yeah, you stink. <laughs> Don't mind that. Oh, that's funny. It's I know it's all legal, but we could look for the deer for you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> We got to figure something out. I don't know. We'll figure something out. <laughs> I don't know. I like my peace and serenity there. Yeah, but okay. But here's the thing: we're we're doing a podcast. Next thing we know, here on Periscope, well, yeah, here comes have, Mike in the tree like, stand. Why did I come on? Because I don't have the volume on. <laughs> I'm like, well, you guys can dance or get naked or something. At least at least we can put an earpiece in for you. you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, that was fun, guys. I had good times. Good podcast. So I say we uh, we'll stop this and we'll get out of here. Um, let's see a few things. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, we appreciate everything. Go check out the FT After Hours Facebook page. It's relatively new. Uh, trying to get that going. We actually first time we've ever done a live uh, Facebook yeah, I don't know thing. How many viewers I don't got. even know how it worked, but we got to answer some questions off of it about the Excalibur. I, I like that fact that we can scroll through. You know, so I don't uh, think all our Periscope followers. No, 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 close. not even close. But we just thought we'd try something we a little different this time. We should have went Periscope just a minute and say, okay, go to this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's honestly how we should have handled that. Um, check out the Instagram page. Go check out uh, Andre's YouTube page. He's got some cool stuff up there. And, of course, all the Excalibur videos that we just talked about. Uh, he's got that stuff up there. Um, I don't really promote it too much, but a lot of people have been uh, telling me I should. Uh, we do have an FT After Hours YouTube page, and I got a few videos up there. I mean, they're I, they're okay, but I don't I don't feel like I'm the the greatest. You know, I'm, it's a learning process for me. I don't really know what I'm doing, but uh, they said go. You know, everybody says tell them tell everybody what you know. Go check it out. So it's FT After Hours on YouTube if you want to see some uh, some of my stuff on there. So other than that, uh, anything else? We're all good. Nothing to promote. Nothing. We're good. Yeah. Andre, anything you need? I, I'm just, you know what? I'm going to do a quick shout out to uh, Chad Capper and the Rotor Riot guys. One of my buddies was flying his alien uh, quad and mm-hmm. uh, came up and showed me a broken arm, which I'm like, really? The way the guys fly, like it, it delaminated. And uh, so I'm like, hold on. I send a photo to Chad, and Chad says, oh, that looks like a defective part. Mm. Have him send over support. So top of the hat to those guys. That's great. Because uh, that's that's great uh, customer service and everything. So there you go. Sweet. Good deal. All right. Yep. Well, other than that, Andres, uh, nice talking to you. Yes. Yeah, likewise. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Thank Hey. For you guys, last minute, I'm terrible at uh, oh, no, this, but no, I, you I know, appreciate it. That yeah, was fun. a lot of fun. get you guys in here, yeah, hang out. Great. I think the more people we have, better dynamics, oh, more fun. Yeah, yeah sure it was fun. Share, yeah. So. so, all right, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. We're out of here. See, you guys. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.